Hey, it's Hogan from the Fright Zone, and I'm in a big fucking hole. While I'm down here, I figured I'd just say, thanks for listening. Yeah, like and subscribe. And if you're on social media, hit us up at Fright Zone Podcast on Instagram. Or drop us a line via email on our website, thefrightzone.com. You know what's cool? The fact that you take time out of your busy day to listen to the Fright Zone podcast. Please take time to rate and review the show on Apple, iTunes, or wherever you listen to the show. You know what else would be cool? What? I can't hear you! Well, it would be cool if you could check out our new Patreon page, which you can find the link for on our website. Anything helps us to get Hogan out of this godforsaken hole, whether it be a rope, a ladder, or some kind of chain. And hurry! The defecation bucket is reaching maximum load capacity! Oh, God. And now, back to the program. Why are you guys making those noises? Help! The Bright Zone. You didn't learn that'll always <laughs> be a that? problem. One, no. ten. You made it pretty far in life for not being able to count to ten. It's something. <laughs> I get to five and I just get all. Uh. <laughs> Dude, I got so distracted and took like thirty minutes of notes about the secret of Nim before I realized I was supposed to be taking notes about this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I went down a rabbit hole and I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. But before we really get yeah. into this, do you do you want to talk about how you lost all your notes somehow? And yeah, do I, all again? I lost all my notes on top of my. Phone. Fucking car, I think. I don't know where they're at. So why were your notes leaving places with you to begin with? Well, I had them at work. Oh, you were doing some extracurricular note taking. Yeah, because I write everything really sloppy, and then I like to like go back through, reorganize it. Yeah. Does your boss know you were doing that on the clock? No. Hogan is his own boss. Beautiful Franklin Plaza Barbershop in Des Moines, Iowa. Anyway, they're somewhere, which bums me out because it was the notes that I've had for everything we've done so far. Oh, you lost all your notes. All. Not that it matters. I'm not going to reuse them, but sure, still. it's fun to look at. Them. I like to. I like to. You know, when you start a notebook, it's nice to finish the notebook. Yeah. I'm not one of these like, oh, I'll use a page here and then I'll fucking lose it and I get another one. Then I have 95 fucking notebooks. You know. Yeah. I wish I was more like what you're saying, but I'm more of the. I have 20 some right. notebooks that have some miscellaneous information in each one. Each one more useless like than the next. Lyrics, grocery lists. Yeah, right. It's times to pick up the drawings kids. of penises. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drawing the freakiest eight ball you can. <laughs> I I used the notebook for like our first three episodes. And then I realized that it was easier for me to manage in the moment by just putting the notes in my note app on this iPhone. Dude, Dude I'm going to tell you what. So I'm like, <laughs> I did that the last time and just did it real quick. And then today, okay. I... I re-went through and did all my notes. And what's fucking great about this, you probably know this, but I didn't know this. You can add all sorts of shit in here. Fucking links, audio clips, photos, in your notes Drawings of penises? Drawings of penises, whatever you want. Yeah, it's, someone was trying to explain to me how to do that, and I didn't quite get it. So maybe you could help me out. It's fucking awesome. I've got you love the clipboard, I've got my though. clipboard, yeah. yeah I've got all my... Notes right here. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Bob Bradley. uses a clipboard. It's good enough for Joe Bob. You know. Yeah. I just thought it was easier for me just to be able to do this. And 
It's the link thing that I would like to be able to do where it's like, I don't want to necessarily write down 30 movies that someone is in, but you could put a link to their yeah. IMDb yeah. and shoot over there real well, quick. Nice. And, like, it highlights them so I can click on those images and then post them to YouTube. Oh, boy, what bad fucking movie that was. Hey, it was just an example. See, that's, know, that's you put another it in one of those. I didn't put it in there. <laughs> oh, that's not one of those post, oh, post-scream it. 90s horror movies that are bad. Like, like I, I copy and pasted something. something. That way I didn't have to, like, Sorry, I didn't like type that, everything out. Yeah, we are sorry if you like Scream. We're very God sorry about that. I like Scream. I, knew, I like I know the sequels. I still contend if you just watch Scream again by itself, you could enjoy it. Scream, have... Scream again, still screaming. <laughs> I know who I screamed scream. last summer. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Matthew Lillard put it out there recently that he thinks that his character is still alive? Yeah. Like in, in hopes that like what someone will give him a They're job. Bring him back. Yeah. Who? Matthew Lillard. Oh, yeah. I just watched Hackers the other night. Again. Yeah. Zero cool, Love dude. that movie. I watched Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like yeah. Zoinks. Uh, real talk, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated is an awesome cartoon show. Jill and I watched all that during pandemic. It's like legit good. Every episode contains a story and goes into the next one. Jeffrey Combs is on an episode or two. He plays like an H.P. Lovecraft type character. Yeah. Which is We've cool. watching it. You have? I watch that stuff with the kids. It's good, man. Yeah. That show's actually good. Um, Scooby-Doo's always been good. Oh yeah, like but I mean, it's the most it's, horror-y cartoon. Oh, of totally. Time. It's like it's kind of like an idealized version of Scooby-Doo. It's like what I like about Scooby-Doo. Where are you with all and the bad craft from like Scrappy-Doo and stuff? But it's like what's wrong I with like, Scrappy-Doo? <laughs> what you seen Scrappy-Doo? Not since I was a kid. I loved him when I was a kid. Puppy power. I was also a younger brother, so yeah. I could relate to Scrappy-Doo. He's a smaller version. He's a smaller dog for sure. Right. Pocket sized. Welcome to the Fright Zone. I'm Greg. Am I next? I'm Nate. What? <laughs> Is it, isn't it usually you next? No! <laughs> oh, okay. One more. <laughs> oh, wow. Welcome to the Fright Zone. <laughs> but you, you usually start it. Okay. Welcome to the Fright Zone. I'm Greg. I'm Nate. I'm Hogan. This episode, we're talking about the modern anthology horror classic, 2007's Trick or Treat. It's the story of four intertwining tales of terror taking place in the town of Warren Valley, Ohio, on the night of Halloween. Terror taking place. I did practice that one because it's a little bit of a tongue twister. I'm like glad it. I did it I in one take. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Written and directed by Michael Doherty, who also directed Krampus and Godzilla King of the Monsters. He also co-wrote X-Men 2 and Superman Returns, both of which were directed by that creep, Brian Singer, who was a producer on this film. I'm guessing there's no relation to Shannon Doherty. I don't. I guess I didn't dig I into it in my research. I had thought, but I couldn't find any connection. Because okay. <laughs> that's the first person I thought of when yeah. I saw that name. It's, it's the, the only, only other, other Doherty, Doherty I, know. I know. It's spelled different, though. Have either of you guys seen Krampus? Yes. I, is it good? I saw I it in the theater. I sadly have not seen it. I did pre-order the like crazy director's cut that Scream Factory has come in, though. So I hope to watch it this winter season. 
saw it had Homeboy from uh, Parks and Recreation in it, which makes yep. me curious because I do like him. <laughs> and I like the whole idea of Krampus. And then after revisiting this, I was like, eh, you know, it's kind of a shame this dude hasn't done more movies. I don't like, want to 100% movie's so fun. Oh, it's awesome. I don't want to completely put myself out there and say that it was great because I can't, I don't remember. I haven't seen it since it came out, but I remember not being like super disappointed. Yeah. Like it was entertaining. It's like eight years after this. I yeah. heard some, I heard people that didn't really like it a lot, but I also knew that there was a director's cut there and the director's cut hasn't been released officially, but it is coming on that Scream Factory thing. Right. And I guess like every time I think about wanting to watch it, I'm like, ah, I'll pick it up this winter. And then I don't. But now yeah. it's like, all right, I'm fucking pre-ordering the screen back and I'll watch it. So that is out now. It yeah, it's up for pre-order right now. Oh, cool. So, um, so this film's origins go back to an animated short Doherty made in 1996 called Seasons Greetings, mm-hmm. which followed a character named Sam on an adventure on Halloween night. Uh, and Sam, of course, serves as the mascot of sorts for this film. Um, which I mean, like any other episode, if you don't want spoilers, obviously you know don't keep listening. But this movie is really, really, really fucking good, and you should definitely check it out. Um, so this was intended for a 2007 release, uh, and I was like kind of bouncing back and forth, uh, for the intro for this, like if we should say 2009 or not, cause it came out in 2009. Um, did you did watch you the watch short film, film by the way? Yeah, it's really fun. I did. It's so on it's, the DVD. Mm-hmm. It's a fun little short. Uh, reminded me a lot of like Charlie Brown animation. He said it took also him nine like- months to do it because it was all by hand on single <laughs> sheets of paper. It's awesome. And some of the blood on the face is his, he cut his finger. And he splattered oh, cool. his own blood on it. That's, That's sweet. sweet. That's yeah. dedication. Yeah, it's cool. But well, so hey, what? So what do you guys think? Since this was supposed to come out in 2007, but didn't, do you? Would you still say it's 2007 film, or would you say 2009? Since that's when it actually came out, like the new Ghostbusters movie. That's going to end up being considered, you know, a film from 2021. Let's, Let's just split the difference out, and say it came out in 2008. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Well, anyway, <laughs> so I guess we're getting at this: is this film was supposed to come out in 2007? Um, it had some hype around because there was a couple of screenings at festivals in 2007, um, but Warner Brothers ended up pulling it from the release schedule and never publicly stated why they decided to shelve it. Uh, the movie still no had some, Yeah, the movie still had some <laughs> demand and some hype and buzz around it, and then it finally came out in 2009 when it was released straight to video by Warner Premiere. Um, and yeah, I I bought that like that's why I'm still working at Best Buy, you know, in the Navy and khaki army, and I was so hyped when that showed up. And like, yeah. cause I, I remember reading about it and hearing about it. That um, might be fun. How did we all see it for the first time? Do we ever talk? Do we? Ever, we ever yeah, but, really, but yeah. Let's jump into it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was a, I was, I'd heard the buzz, and when it showed up at work, I didn't know it was coming out on disc finally. So I was like, oh my gosh! Um, and I had to put these stickers. I'm showing Nate upstairs. Uh, on the back of my slipcover for the Blu-ray, there's these blue stickers covering up special features. I can't tell you what the typo was, but we got these stickers in. And we had to put them on. Like, they came like FedEx, like, the day before we were supposed to put these out on the shelf. And we had to put them on the back of it. So there's some typo or a special feature list that wasn't actually on it. Um, so, so, anyways, if your listeners have a, the original Blu-ray release for Trick or Treat, not the Scream Factory release, but the original that came out via Warner Premiere, check if you have a sticker on the back of your box. It's blue. If you do on the slip, uh, you have a first print. But, um, nice. yeah, I went home and watched it, and I just fell in love with it immediately. First thing I thought, it was just so... So good. Um, but I mean, when that came out, like all the other horror movies at that time were, you know, like remake Texas Chainsaw, remake A Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, like, yep. uh, you know, and that is such a breath of fresh air that is really baffling me that it was shelved. Yeah. Um, I picked I this up like five, five years, years ago at Goodwill. Goodwill. And for me, it was like a 50 50. 
Like I was familiar, obviously, with the imagery, but I knew nothing yeah. about it, and that was pleasantly surprised when I got yeah. and watched it. Yeah, my, my my wife Emily, she lived in Newton, and I used to go out there on the weekends, and we would go up to the family video and pick out a movie on Friday night, sometimes two or three, but we'd always leave the option to go get different movies the next day. And I remember that um, I had all but get, given up on horror movies mm-hmm. at that time. I don't think I was actively watching new ones at all i was more like ordering newer versions of basket case on dvd and shit because i wanted to <laughs> From watch something weird video yeah yeah and um yeah i was really pleasantly surprised as well I, I was just super entertained the whole time and just thought like wow like i guess maybe horror movies aren't done being cool yeah you know maybe there's gonna be more and for some reason, I didn't immediately go buy it, but then I found my copy at Goodwill also for whatever a buck ninety nine, and it still had the slipcover on it and everything. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah so, it's so it's so good. It's definitely a film. I mean, if you've never seen it, I mean, there's plenty. Of, I mean, we we say it for a lot of episodes, like, oh yeah, go check this out if you've never seen it. But this is definitely like, you know, if you like horror movies, you're gonna like this movie. Yeah, you'll lose your shit for this movie. It's awesome. If you don't like gore. There might be some stuff you're not going to love, but it's, <laughs> I think even that's pretty tasteful for the most part. Uh, well, and it's cool, too, because a lot of the Gorn's movie, is it's practical work. So yeah. Oh, there's yeah. so much practical stuff. And there's great performances from the cast. Um, damn, that dog. Rorty, shut! <laughs> hey, if any of your listeners here, uh, have, <laughs> if, yeah, if any listeners ever wondered if you once want to hear a little jingle or a little dog bark, it's uh, my dog, Artie. He's a good boy. He's a Maltese. He Uh, protects us. He's pretty cool. He's tough. Um, He's a hellhound. Certain doom. Uh, It's it's kind of believed that why this movie ended up being shelved is it did not do well with test audiences. Um, You should have stopped showing it at nursing homes. Yeah. Uh, Well, well, test audiences, I think. What? (laughs) You didn't know that? Oh! Uh, What is uh, happening? I don't know. We're just making it up. No, but I think. I think part, though, is because of the climate at the time being so many remakes of slashers and this and that, you know, I think it probably people looked at it and were like, where's the slasher? What's going on here? You yeah. Um, where's Freddy? I need Freddy for it to be a good yeah. movie. Uh, I know it didn't do great with test audiences. Um, I I do know that test audiences were confused by the nature of the film. Like when you start realizing it's nonlinear. Um. And uh, I do know the studio executives were really uncomfortable with the amount of uh, children deaths in the film, which it does have a lot of implied violence against Ooh, children more trick than or treats. Yeah. Which more, more than most horror movies, you know, yeah. kids and like pets are usually kind of off limits in horror. You know, yeah. that's why when they do die, like like pet cemetery and stuff, it, it's always very impactful because usually the kids are safe. You it's know, like kids dress up and go out trick or treating adults. Dress up like hot dogs and fuck pigs. <laughs> yes. Especially if they're a coach. Yeah. Um, um, drink. Be in between. Uh, <laughs> hey, can, can you, you speak, speak up? up? I can't I hear you while I'm in the hole. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, I guess we can just dive into this. So, um, it's kind of a cool opening, like, scare film is what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, like it a looks safety like, film. Yeah. Yeah, where it's got shows like the kids trick or treating, and it kind of sets up the premise that like there's a possible danger on those nights. Yeah, and uh, that was made for the trailer for the movie, and then the director liked it so much. I was supposed to be like part of the teaser. Sure. And the director liked it so much, he just put it at the front end of the movie. Doherty is um, going to be writing the new 
Hellraiser television show for HBO. Oh. I don't have any interest in that, honestly. You didn't think Bloodlines was sick? <laughs> See how sick I, it was like, when Pinhead was on the internet? I really, I mean, my problem with like some of those Hellraiser sequels is... I've never like, seen it. Is it like The Matrix meets... It's so obvious that they made a movie, wrote a movie, produced, got it going, and we're like, we can get the rights to Hellraiser, and we can pay him like 800 bucks or whatever, and he'll show up for 10 minutes. So, like, the whole movie's happening, and then at the end, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. There was that box thing, and, like, now fucking Cenobites are... <laughs> yeah, the uh, internet, right? It's shoehorned in super hard. There's... The worst Hellraiser I saw is the one where it's, like, a fucking, like, it's an abandoned house, and there's, like, a rave or some shit. Have you seen that? Those are always the worst movies when there's a rave. Holy fuck. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what that's called. Have you seen it's that It's always one? better when there's a punk show. No, I haven't. Is that even real? Or am I making that up? No, that's a I thing. Know. I think that's like <laughs> six or seven. We just watched a movie on Cheddar called, uh, what is it, Straight Edge Kegger? Uh, I've seen posters <laughs> That's a good that. title, though, yeah. actually. We did a sh- uh, split cassette. Black Market Fias did a split cassette with a band from Fresno, and they were called Straight Edge Kegger. So it is not an original title. Mm. Maybe they stole it. <laughs> but it's, it is a great title, regardless of where it originated. So was what? it any good? Sorry. Oh, straight edge oh, kegger. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a bunch of straight edge kids like start doing drugs and killing people. Oh, <laughs> like, all right. So it would have been better. So that's why they don't stuck do to the edge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we so uh, we get past the safe zone. We cut to Halloween night. Uh, couples arriving home, presumably from a Halloween party, and the couples played by Leslie Bibb. Best known as Carly Bobby and Talladega Nights, who appears to be dressed up like Chudbot. I don't know if you knew Chudbot, but when Chud would play shows, there was a robot that was very crudely made out of piping and things from the hardware store. Nice. And her costume looks almost exactly like that thing. It's like that's such a classic looking, like do it yourself Halloween costume. Yeah. And then what's he? I couldn't tell what he was exactly. Like a knight, maybe? He's like oh, Spartacus. Okay. No, no. He's, he's that um, weird, like, collar. No, he's Buck Rogers. Oh, okay. So it's like yeah, the pirates sense. in space kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's uh, Carly Bobby, Talladega Nights, and she's also in the first two Iron Man movies. And if you're uh, into horror movies, like our listeners, uh, she's the mom in the 2017 movie The Babysitter, which was a Netflix movie. I don't know if you watched that. Samara Weaving. It's actually all right. Did you watch the Hogan, The Babysitter? Babysitter's no. gonna, you know, babysit this boy, and he's really pumped because he thinks his babysitter is like super cute, and he likes her, and all this stuff. That Does he have a pepperoni people? And it's, and it's like, <laughs> uh, I can't. I, I watched it one time. I can't remember if it's on Halloween or what. But she has all of her friends over, and you find they're, they're all Satanists, and they're gonna sacrifice the boy for like some satanic ritual. So, so sounds kind of cool. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, it it was actually pretty cool. So the whole movie's like this kid trying to like get away from his babysitter and all of her friends who are going to fucking murder him for some satanic ritual. And he has to like fucking take out and kill all these teenagers. Oh, There's like nice. a little kid has to kill all these teenagers because they're trying to kill him. Yeah. I want to watch it one time, but I was like, ah, this is all right. You know, I might check it out. I love satanic shit. So yeah, so you might dig it. And the, but the babysitter is Samara Weaving who like, you know, she was in that ready or not movie a while ago. Yeah. I heard the tie. Like I know what the logo looks like, but I didn't that was, that. that was good. Um, I don't know if I was ready for it. I might not be. It's good. It's like she's getting married to a guy, and the whole thing is like. It's like they play they play a gift like a different game to celebrate whenever somebody gets married. 
And it's like yeah. regular games though, like Monopoly and fucking, you know, guess who. But then there's one random game that's thrown in there. Where, yeah, they have to hunt somebody. And they draw oh. that one. He's like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. fuck. And he knows it's like a family tradition. So that, yeah. the, that's the premise of that one. That was, I thought that was fun, too. Like, yeah. again, like, as far as modern horror movies go, like, that sounds way more appealing to me than Conjuring Part 86. Yeah. I don't think there are 85 Conjurings, obviously. Yeah. Not yet. Give it time, Greg. They got to make them. They got to dump millions of dollars into them. I think, I think this, this is still on Netflix. Netflix. I'm going to check it out. Babysitter? Yeah. Yeah, do it. Dream girls can be a. You should know though. It's directed by Mick G, which made me think it was gonna be really bad. Mick Jagger. Mick Mick G. This guy made Terminator Salvation and like the Charlie's Angels movies. He sucks. Oh, okay. Oh man. So, anyways, uh, and I also love all the the rustling. It's so it opens with like rustling leaves blowing around with pumpkins, yeah. and it's just like it puts it's you right Halloween in the mood. Night. Yeah. Like that's actually I walked here tonight just because of the vibes <laughs> from that movie. I wanted to, like. Hear the leaves crinkling under my fucking feet, and I was hoping to see some cool Halloween decorations. Now there was a couple people that had decorated, but I can tell, I can tell you about, about those leaves, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Hear about them. They had yeah. hundreds of bags that they sought because it was obviously. That's good. I'm not. They probably stored no, them in. No, I, no, it's good. In yard bags. Right? Probably they probably oh. do. Fun uh, fact, if you're a Patreon subscriber and our new Patreon, uh, you eventually will get a screen-printed yard bag. You just got to want it bad enough. <laughs> so, no, they collected shit tons of leaves in yard bags because the weather was like, it was going to be raining most of the time. So they wanted like all of these fucking dry leaves, obviously. And I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you talking about they had a bunch it was of a leaves? terrible, terrible thing to say. So no, they, it was they, great. No, it was good. <laughs> they had a bunch of leaves and bags they used on the set of the movie. Yeah. It was fantastic. You, 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 you take, take them out of the bag, bag you, you fucking, fucking throw them in front of a fan, fan and they, they blow, blow it out the street. Over. It's wind. It blows all over the fucking place. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, so the couple comes home. The lady was in Holiday Nights in that babysitter movie. And then the guy who's uh uh Tom Pennick? Or Tomo Pinnock, he's best known as Captain Agathon on Battlestar Galactica for you nerds out there, uh, and he's the guy who's dressed like Buck Rogers. So they come home from the from presumably a Halloween party or some shit, and she's clearly not as into the holiday as he is. She wants to get their decorations down ASAP. He's looking for some action, some saction, if you will. She tells him to go inside and get out the tape. Uh, the nature special, which is just a fucking porno. Uh, yeah. While she's starting down some of the decorations, and the decorations are really cool. This which, part like, like really, really depressed me though with the porno. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like the, the fact, fact that they, they have it named the nature, nature special just lets you know that like this is probably not happening all that often. And when it does, they have to have a porno on. I think that they have sex on a regular basis, but he enjoys it the most when they watch that video, and that was her giving him the like. It, it's going to be your way tonight kind of thing. Okay. okay. Like happy Halloween, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And two things. One, there's no way that if she fucking hates Halloween that they're going to decorate that much. It's yeah. like there's scarecrow type ghosts like in posts in the ground. There's like 10 of them. Yeah. yeah. And then there's tons of other decorations. There's like severed arms hanging from chains. And she's yeah. definitely homes and gardens. Like, like she's not going to want her, her yard her fucked up. Right. And at one point, before she sees that creepy dude um, that just ends up being a teenager. <laughs> That's a good joke. Yeah. 
um, she sees some trick-or-treaters walk by, and she kind of smiles and looks, like, whimsically at them. And she's like, I thought she, she just said she hated Halloween into yeah. the camera. Why is she smiling? She literally Halloween. hates everything. She also kind of mentioned yeah. something like, like, her mom or his someone's coming to town, too. I think she's like, he's like, oh, oh he's like, I'll do it tomorrow. And she's like, no, you aren't. You're going to fucking sleep in and play video games. She says... You're going to sleep until noon, and then you're going to play video games until four. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised they're even going to have sex. The more I think about it, she seems like a real bitch. Yeah. And if they're both wasted. Yeah. Because she states that they're both drunk when they get home. I can't remember what word she uses, but she says yeah. something. The look of this film is really awesome. Like, I love the look of those decorations. Like, you mentioned all the lease, the vibe of it. It's super good. Part of that gloomy vibe, though, I think, is because it was shot in Vancouver, like, the first five seasons of X-Files. Yeah. It has that It has that kind of, like, you know, Vancouver just always looks so gloomy in movies. I love it. Yeah. You know? There's no sun in Vancouver. It just looks like that all the time. Wow. <laughs> good place for vampires. Uh, oh, fun fact about, uh, you mentioned the trick-or-treaters she smiles at. Fun fact here, uh, to get around child labor laws or whatever, uh, a lot of the Ram kids seen running around trick-or-treating are actually little people. Yes! <laughs> nice. <laughs> you could fit a lot of little, little people, people in this hole. Uh, so while he's inside waiting for her to come up uh, to bone to this nature special, she gets murdered by an unseen assailant in the yard. He's uh, sleeping. He hears her screams. He goes down to check what's up, and he finds her dead on a cross in the front yard with a giant lollipop shoved in her mouth. Roll credits. And it does show during that scene where she's kind of walking around, it shows like some kind of POV, like someone's looking at her through a mask or something. And she's taking off one of the scarecrow, or sorry, I keep saying scarecrow, but it's like the the, the apparatus is built like a scarecrow and then it's got a ghost over it. And she's pulling one off and like it just comes to life basically. And she slams onto the sidewalk in front of three trick or treaters. And they see blood spray inside of the sheet. Yeah. And they just, like, what? take off. They're like, fuck this shit. I like how it's, like, steaming. You notice that? Yeah. After she gets killed, one of the unknown assailants, like, pulling them in. You can see people's the breath in this They're, movie. Yeah, so it's can... definitely chilly. So to, to do that, they had uh, buckets on standby that were warm constantly. Nice. Because they really wanted to see, whenever, whenever somebody was bleeding, to see all of the steam coming off of them. Really? Yeah. That's some good thinking. Yep. yep. What else did I write about? But yeah, then the credits else. roll, and it sort of sets up this kind of comic booky vibe. Yeah. Because it starts showing frames of comics with like characters, and you can see you know words and things and <laughs> <laughs> names. There's names. It's unusual to see words in the credits for a movie. Yeah, sometimes two or three, even like executive <laughs> producer. That's I, two like words. The, uh, I like the. I like the. Yeah. Can't count the damn buck. Damn read good. I like the little animated thumbnail in the corner, though. Like it was a comic book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. It's very cool. Um, And the different styles of art, too. Like, it's a fun open credits. And just like, you're like, all right. You know, I've been watching this for, you know, five minutes. Saw a cool scare film. Saw, you know, someone get iced and then fucking, you know, I don't know. Well, when he <laughs> comes out and finds her, it's awesome. Like, her arm... And leg are hanging from a tree with blood yeah. dripping from it. And you, you can tell that he's not quite sure that that's not just part of their decorations. I don't know how loaded this dude is, but <laughs> it does show that her wedding ring is on the fucking correct finger. And then he rips the thing off and it's just her decapitated head just shoved onto a pike. Well, there's like a lollipop in there. Like, yeah, just, her cheeks are all shoved out. It's so cool, man. Side note about, about that, that blood. blood. It, it was, was delicious. delicious. 
No, they actually did the flavor. Mm. Yeah. Good. It was uh, minty. Cho- well, it, was not, a, it was a chocolate, chocolate mint, mint flavor. flavor. It's not a Fulci movie where they're cramming like actual guts into your mouth or something. <laughs> <laughs> I got rabies making this movie. Mm. Uh, so then after the credits, uh, yeah, you get like the little like comic book, like the little yellow box that give you the narration, you know? You get a little box that says earlier. And then, uh, so this is where I found that's Warren Valley, Ohio. Um, and it's like a huge Halloween Ragers happening. We know this because there's a news reporter talking about like, you know, people go crazy for Halloween here in Warren Valley, Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Hundreds uh, of people come from all around to celebrate Halloween yes. and All Hallows Eve and all this shit. And then we cut to a costume shop. Um, and I'll, and yeah. So where we have, we got peeping. We have peeping. We got some happening in the costume shop. In the Definitely costume yeah. peepage. So I a, count this as peeping. For oh, sure. absolutely. A group of girls is trying on some sultry Halloween outfits and talking about their various Halloween escapades over the years. And as they're trying on the outfits, a little boy is peeping through the cracks of the girls. And that little boy is played by Quinn Lord, who also plays Sam. Oh, that, very cool. I mean, one paycheck. Mm-hmm. Which is cool that Sam is actually played by a nine-year-old boy in the movie. Yeah. So like the, re- big the reason, the reason they, they did that is because they, they, they like the way that... Essentially, like the way children move better. He thought it was creepier to put him in the costume than to put a little person. A little person. Uh, so, okay. Danielle is dressed as Cinderella. And she's played by Lauren Lee Smith. She was in Shape of Water in 22 episodes of CSI. Janet is dressed as Snow White. And she's played by Monica Delane, who has bit parts in various things, nothing of note. And she was in one of those painfully mediocre, straight to video, Lost Boys sequels. She was hitting some stuff, but who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You should have just said that. <laughs> well, I want I I did want because it is wrong to listen, though. She was in a horror movie yeah, and it yeah. was the so shitty so she is the fuck. Yada yada yada. Yeah. I mentioned the bisque. Yeah. So Maria's dressed as little Bo Peep, played by Rochelle Eights. She was in White Chicks. But of note oh. to me and probably any of our listeners who like horror tinge video games, she was the voice of Rochelle in Left 4 Dead 2, which is actually one of my all-time favorite online multiplayers. Uh, and Lori is dressed as Little Red Riding Hood. She's played by Anna Paquin. Paquin? Paquin. I think it's Paquin. Anna Paquin. Um, whom I'm sure everyone knows is the star of HBO's True Blood, and she was Rogue in the X-Men movies and almost famous, and she's in plenty of stuff. Everyone knows who she is. I feel like that's part of what got this movie pulled off the shelf, honestly. What, her? Was her being I think because famous? True Blood was that's like around season one or two of true blood. Like that show was huge, you know, yeah. like real fast. That show blew up. I bet so that was more... like, we got a movie on the shelf with her in it. Horror fans want to see it. Let's just put it out straight to video. Oh, I see what, you know you're what I'm saying. saying. That's why it got, I released. feel like that might've helped yeah, yeah. them be like, you know what? We got that stay on the shelf and she's a big star right now. You know? Sure. I mean, I could be wrong there. I don't know. Let's know Warner brothers, man. I can't imagine having something that you like spend a bunch of time putting together and then you just wait forever for it to finally fucking come out. Oh, wait, yeah, I do. The traffic death record. <laughs> Still in Europe, just sitting there? It's not made. It's like yeah. going to be December at this point. Yep. That's, yeah. It's a struggle, man. Uh, so um, so while they're checking out with all these these costumes they just Which tried on. are almost $300 a piece. Oh, yeah. It's like, I think the 247 something is what he says it's going to be. They're just loaded. Yeah. Uh. And while they're checking out, they invite the cashier to a party at Sheep's Meadow, 
which is like out in the woods somewhere. So that's why they're there getting costumes for this banging party out in the woods. Um, and then we cut to a young hooligan. Oh, you know, I'll just mention right here. This movie does a lot of jumping around um, like a lot. Uh, so which I think is great. Oh, I, I do, too. But uh, we're also like crazy people. Yeah. No, that's one of the, the you know. One of the cool things about it is it doesn't follow those typical tropes. Yeah, it's it's nonlinear. Um, it's kind, kind of like a Tarantino flick or something. But when we're talking here, if any listeners aren't like, if you feel like you're having a hard time following where we're going with stuff, this is you're the okay. First one, you're, where you're I just have, like the test audience, where I have notes that say like back to the query, back yes. to the Riding Hood yes. one. Um, so okay, yeah. so yeah, so we cut that young hooligan named Charlie, who's yeah, that piece of shit. He's a fucking no costume having shit pumpkin smashing stealing candy motherfucker yeah that kid i hate that kid and i'm glad that what happens to him happens to him <laughs> he's heading towards diabetes fast he's, he's in... dragging a dirty pillowcase full of candy behind him as he smashes all the, the jack lines on the street yes he's the he's the fucking kid from bad santa okay one yeah. and two so how old I've is that kid like 40 he's like yeah. any milanakis he's actually he's like fucking, he's actually 86 uh, years old in this movie <laughs> he's got that disease uh what's that benjamin that button disorder disease. i don't know what's it called <laughs> Reverse aging. Uh, he's got progeria, maybe. <laughs> the kid in the Aurora encounter. Eczema, that's it. I Eczema. Think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so, oh, man. So he's pulling that candy. So, oh, dude, he has like chocolate smear all over his face and he just looks gross. Yeah. He looks and like and he would smell he like just, old cod yeah. cheese. <laughs> Like, uh, so, so he's play, so Charlie's played by Brett Kelly, who's yeah again the kid from Bad Santa. But he walks up to a porch that has a bowl of candy sitting out with a note that reads, "Sorry, we're not at home. Help yourself to one piece of candy." The kid starts taking all he can out of the bowl, Just of course, because he's an asshole. Fist in the bowl. Um, only be interrupted by Stephen Wilkins, played by Dylan Baker. Oh my God, I didn't make any notes of anything Dylan Baker's in. So Anyone the two got movies that I think of when I think of him. And obviously, IMDb thinks of happiness as well, <laughs> which is the first one I think of, yeah. which also sets the tone for, at the time, was the last thing I had seen him in. So this whole next scene was really uncomfortable because yeah. I wasn't quite sure what his intentions yeah. were. Because in happiness, not to spoil that, he's a pederast. Yeah. Yes. He's a chomo. He's <laughs> a fucking piece of shit child molester. And... You kind of get this, like, he's... Oh, he's definitely putts creep He invites in the kid too. to sit down. But anyway, sorry, sorry. The other thing that I've seen him in a bunch is this amazing John Candy movie called Delirious, which delirious. is just amazing. And what is that one? This, this is, is Train, Train Don't, Don't Run, run out, out of Wichita. Wichita. Train Runs, runs out, out of Stubville. Oh, he's in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. Oh. yeah. He's that guy. This is where I thought you were going with it. No, sure. no, but yeah. Delirious is this mo great movie with John Candy where he's a writer on a soap opera and he gets hit with the trunk lid of his car when he's going out of town and he wakes up in the world he created. And he's like this character inside of that world. And Dylan Baker plays the brother of the main lead woman. And they're basically like trying to like poison him and his teeth are falling out and he gets his hair starts falling out. It's really 
check Delirious out. It's a really good movie. Uh, he's Forgotten. in Sam Raimi's uh, Spider-Man Part 2. He played Kurt Connors, who, uh, if Sam Raimi would continue making movies, would eventually became uh, the Lizard, a classic Spider-Man villain. But Sam Raimi never continued making those movies, so we never got to see Don't Baker be uh, the Lizard. I fought the Lizard <laughs> in the Genesis game, and I beat him. Fuck yeah, you did. Yeah, but then I you know. Suck that one, Dylan Baker. <laughs> yeah. You try to get Venom to show up at the same time? Well, I fucked him up, too. <laughs> oh man so um so dylan baker's playing stephen wilkins uh, mr wilkins tells it tells charlie that kenny can't be good for his diabetes yeah he comes home that kenny can't be good for your diabetes charlie he has a bag from the store Full and he knife. catches him red-handed trying yeah. to steal all the candy uh and then we cut back to the girls and they are giving Lori, uh anna paquin shit for being a virgin at 22 She's been waiting. She wanted to be special. Uh, and Maria and Janet. Uh, they're the, like, you take what you can the, get. Yeah, they're like, just go for <laughs> it. And they're like, check this out. And they demonstrate by walking up to two complete strangers who work for that news crew that we saw earlier covering the, the town. At one point. And they're just like, hey, you guys want to go to a party? And they're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At one point, her sister basically tells Anna Paquin Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> Think about that for a couple seconds. <laughs> Anna Paquin cannot find a date because she's what? She's like, hideously deformed. Yeah, yeah. It was like Billy Party. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't, doesn't think, think good. good. Yeah. So then we cut back to Mr. Wilkins and Charlie on the porch. And uh, he's telling Charlie about the history of Halloween and his respect for the holiday and how his father got him into it. Um, First... But- yeah, he is it. He pulls out the knife first, right? Oh yeah, and Charlie's like, <gasps> he's like, don't worry, it's not for you. It's for carving jack lines. Mine were dull. Yeah, you know. And then I don't know he, why I made him talk like that, but he says none of mine were sharp enough. <laughs> yeah. And then he looks down at the kid's shoe and sees that he's got pumpkin guts on his shoe. Yeah. He takes the knife and <laughs> scrapes the pumpkin guts off the kid's shoe. It, I would run right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're being scraped. With a sharp brand oh, new yeah. fucking butcher knife. Oh, he's yeah. like, he's and like, he's, he's like, giving ah. up those vibes too. He's either gonna get stabbed or he's gonna take him in the house yeah. and try and fuck him. Well, yeah. well, he's like, I was just like you until my dad taught me how to respect the holiday. Um, yeah. Something I, I was point I really like about this movie, and this is kind of one of the first times they do it. Well, you hint at how it just looks and feels like Halloween, but I really dig more than probably any movie I've ever seen that actually is a takes place in Halloween. This is really, they really do dig into the actual history of Halloween, yeah. what Halloween's actually about, and the roots of, of, of it, it. You know what I mean? I think that's that's really yeah, that cool. Yeah, Rhonda character talks about oh, yeah. a bunch of stuff that, like, normally yeah. wouldn't even be mentioned. And this is, like, the first thing, though, that kind of, first point where they kind of hinted at some of that stuff. So he says, see, my dad taught me tonight is about respecting the dead, because this is the one night that the dead and all sorts of other things roam free and pay us a visit. And then he goes on to talk about how and the kids Christians... chowing down candy this whole time. Yeah, he's just like as much as he can put into his gullet. Mars, he... Mars, Clark's yeah. Mars. Yeah, and he goes on to talk about how the traditions were set to protect us and how now no one cares. Um, and then Charlie starts dry heaving, and the man tells him, "There's another tradition: always check your candy." What? And I think this is the blood Hogan's talking about that they said tastes like chocolate and mint. It's both. It would have to oh, be yeah. for him. It's but, both. The vomit was edible. Oh, yeah. And this this sequence is fucking amazing because Charlie starts vomiting, projective vomiting, just like 
gallons and gallons of like chocolate Nestle quick, you know. We jumped over what will be my favorite line in the oh, whole movie. Sit. So he starts kind of choking a little bit. He goes, What's wrong, Charlie? You okay? Need a root beer? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he is razzing him knowing what's he, about to happen oh yeah. and that he's like gonna be yeah knowing that he's essentially poisoned this candy that's making this kid fucking sick yeah and then the idea of like candy with soda is completely nauseating to me <laughs> and then right when that nauseating feeling hit my brain he just starts <laughs> puking up like a, a war amount it's of insane. fucking blood it's like five stairs worth of blood they said in one cut that the vomit went on for a minute straight and oh, they damn. thought it was great, and they kept trimming it back and trimming it back. But yeah. like, I, I mean, I would love that give that kind of like that Evil Dead Two kind of like level of just like over the top, you know. Several, several uh, uh, speaking of all that vomit, several people in the cast in the evening when it would uh, get incredibly cold, they would pour that into hot water to make makeshift hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. It's like that edible that you desire yeah. it. Uh, so after this happens, Wilkins drags the unconscious boy into the house. And while doing this, a group of trick-or-treaters will be of more significance later. So we can just get into their names and stuff later because they are the central focus yeah. of the story. Yet. They start banging on the door saying, we know you're in there. <laughs> we can see you. <laughs> so he's like, fuck, because he's dragging this kid in there. And oh, and also it's like at this point now there's like blood on his shirt too. Oh yeah. So and they go yeah. So he goes back to the door and like almost there and they're like ah you know and he's like oh god no 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 they go nice costume principal Logan and <laughs> Prin- this is principal when we Wilkins. realize he's actually like the principal of the school. <laughs> so that Charlie kid's probably been fucking off at school like on the reg. Yeah. And they he finally was like you know what Fuck I'm gonna do kid. something about it. Yeah. Uh. So like he like they end up thinking the blood all of them is a costume like cool costume, um, uh, and they ask for his jack o' lantern for a scavenger hunt for UNICEF, and he he agrees to give it to them as long as they don't smash it because again he he respects Halloween traditions anything, anything for, for a, a good, good cause. cause. Yeah, I love the part earlier when he shows the pumpkin to Charlie. He's like, I didn't do very good, did I? <laughs> <laughs> it's got no nose. The eyes are really close together. I don't know. I assume that's why he went and bought the new knife because he was carving. And I was like, "This isn't fucking cut." Yeah, um, he owns this movie. He's he's movie. fantastic and very like effectively creepy too. Yeah. Um. So after that, like this main group of kids that he knows from school essentially leave. This is the first time we see uh, our buddy Sam, uh, which again originated from the season green short that the director made ninety six. Uh, it's like a little trick tree that looks kind of spooky. Looks kind of like a scarecrow. Heads like really round burlap bag, um, orange pajamas or whatever. It almost looks like a beach ball round head. Yeah, like it's just it's just cool. It's a cool looking costume. Okay. Uh, if someone could throw me down a soda into the hole, that'd be great. Yeah. So Sam's just you know spooky looking little little creeping kid. I like when he leaves, and he's dragging his burlap bag behind him down the steps. You hear the sound of a cat, like he just has like a cat inside his giant burlap sack. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah. It's, it's like, meow, 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 meow. Yeah. It's awesome. It's cool. Um, and Sam is a big merchandising moneymaker now these days. So that, that's something that's crazy about this movie, too, because they shelved it and then it came out. And now, like, it really has a following. Like, you go to fucking any spirit Halloween in America now, they have an animatronic Sam, they got trick or treat costumes. Like, 
they were going to shell this movie. Now, like, what Warren, new Warner Brothers horror property have they done the last 20 years that's making money like this? Nothing. Also, I was saying, like, I saw the imagery way before I even knew what the fucking movie was. Yeah. Talking about the Sam thing, uh, my kids have a friend that he doesn't watch horror movies yet. He's their age, mm-hmm. but um, his parents have that stuff around. So yeah. he really likes the imagery and the characters. And he has a toy of that character. And when I was sitting down to take my notes the other night, I had the movie sitting. I have this little stand. I put movies on when I'm watching yeah. or records when I'm listening to them. Oh, yeah. And she came out and uh, she looked at me and she goes, oh, this. She's like, I go, oh, honey, you know, that's a horror movie. Like, you don't want to watch that. She goes, I won't be scared. And I'm just like, no, no. There's <laughs> no, not. like, if we're going to watch a horror <laughs> movie, maybe it's well, like a right, Monster Squad or something. Yeah. I know I keep saying that movie. It's like, but it is sort it's of like yeah. my... One of my benchmark. Films. I think I think a good kid movie, kid horror movie, is still Gremlins. Yeah, it was kind of spooky as a kid, but it's just enough of like a like has comedy and stuff, and they're kind but, of muppety. But I would have to either edit out the Santa Claus segment or talk over it or something because I don't want them to know Santa's not real. They still have fun. With Santa's that. not real. Okay, that's a spoiler. spoiler what the alert. fuck? If you're eight, and turn you're listening this to this off. show. No! <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it's super dark. <laughs> That's the darkest part of that whole movie. So cut uh, cut back to the fairy tale girls, which I'm calling them, I guess, or the princesses, whatever. They're drinking in the news van, the guys they just picked up. And they're heading off to the party. But Lori, Anna Backlund, is going to stay behind as she's the only one who hasn't picked up a guy yet. And then we cut back to Mr. Wilkins, who's now placing the body of Charlie in a grave in his backyard. Which I presume he pre-dug based oh, yeah. on the time that's passed. Oh, yeah. Um. Only And as he's doing this, he's interrupted by his son, Billy, who's yelling at him from an upstairs window, announcing he's home from trick-or-treating. And Mr. Wilkins, of course, tells his kid to be quiet because he's, you know, trying to cover up a murder. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, I'll be in in a second. We'll carve jack-o'-lanterns. He goes, go ahead. No. Do it. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, he says, watch Charlie Brown and I'll be in shortly after. <laughs> uh, that's one of the lines in the movie charlie brown is an asshole kind of oh. you know he sucks yeah uh and then suddenly the peppermint neighbors... patty sucks harder but you know <laughs> do you have a favorite peanut i like linus. snoopy dude linus i relate more to linus is he I wants was... the blanket yeah yeah, yeah. it's cool yeah, like he's just too pen. cool he's like fuck you guys i like my blanket this is what i'm talking to my blanket dude yeah. we all have a blanket I mean, I like I like Snoopy. Who doesn't actually like Snoopy and Woodstock? I mean, come on. Yeah, they're cool. They're Big cool. Ten, but Big I can't Ten relate my to favorite. Them. I can't really relate to any of the beans, really. But I'm not a dog or a <laughs> bird <laughs> or Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So then uh, the neighbor's dog starts barking at him through a hole in the fence when he's trying to bury this fucking kid. Yeah. So he cuts off one of Charlie's fingers with the shovel and fucking tosses it to the dog to get the dog to shut up. Yeah. But at this point, the dog's been barking so much that the dog's owner, Mr. Krieg, Brian played by Cox. the original Hannibal Lecter, dude. Yeah. Manhunter is one of my favorite movies. It's great. Not just horror movies, but it's awesome. Like, I would recommend Manhunter to anybody. It's got style for days. Yeah. It's awesome. The vibes and the tunes in it. Like that soundtrack I listen to all the time. <sighs> Hell yeah. So honey. yeah, he comes stumbling out and he's like, You done shitting yet? <laughs> <laughs> and like he's like, Wilkins, what are you doing over there? What are you doing on the ground there? And he's he's like, I got a septic tank leak, you know. He's like, stinks like a dead whore out here. <laughs> 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 
because he would know <laughs> yeah. what a dead horror is. That, uh, that's, a, that's a good line. Um, but and he tells him he's fixing the tank and blah, blah. And he's like, well, fix it. And he goes back inside, you know. Uh, at this point, the presumed dead Charlie like kind of wakes up while he's like talking to the neighbor, you know. And he just starts kicking his He's like fucking, fucking face. kicking the kid and like hitting him with the shovel. Yeah. You know, while he's talking to, to, to uh, Brian Cox. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Like, but after... It's it's I mean it's a, it's a wonderful blend like this whole movie kind of but especially the scenes it's a really weird blend of like legit horror like a man beat like your kid's principal taking one of them to their backyard burying them beating them to death with a shovel is so fucking dark but the way it's all done you know it also has this kind of fantastic dark comedy to it you know like it's yeah it's movie's just really cool Billy interrupts him again he's asking uh, you know to basically be a dad and come and do some Halloween shit with yeah. him. And he's like, I want to call the jack lines and I need help with the eyes. And he's like, I'm going to be in in a while. And then he's like the part where he's like, like mocking his kid who keeps yelling yeah. down at him. He goes, daddy. Oh, cause, yeah, wanna... right here's when he starts yelling at him again. Yeah. yeah. He says, daddy, I want to carve a pumpkin. Daddy, I want to go to the parade. Daddy, I wish mommy was still alive. <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yes. And then like basically like, he starts coming back inside. Like we cut to like a freshly planted tree in the yard. In like a little lawn gnome, and he's watering it. As he's walking inside, his neighbor, Mr. Krieg, seen like in the background knocking on a window, being like, Wilkins! Wilkins, help me! And he just goes, Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> and goes in the house. Well, because when Wilkins was going inside, he goes, Happy Halloween. And he's like, Shut up. Or what's he saying? <laughs> eat a dick. He's, yeah, he says something to him. Get your kid, keep your kid out of my yard. He doesn't, he doesn't say, say eat a dick. dick. I, I wish he did. He wanted to. They made him say something so as he enters the home, he's scared by his son. Uh, and then he's like, so can we carve it now? He's like, yeah, let's go downstairs. And he grabs a knife off the counter. He's holding his son's hand, has the knife by his back, and he walks down the stairs slowly, and it's like, it's real. Like, where is this going? There's some very intense, creepy vibes here, especially since the scene before is him, like, mocking his son under his breath. Yeah. Which I think that also like he probably killed his wife or something like that. Yeah, there was already a body in the hole. Yeah. So it's just just like it's weird. Um, When they get to the base of stairs, his son runs to the table to carve the jack-o'-lantern. And Wilkins walks up behind him slowly and he places his hand on his son's head and he's raising the knife, you know. And then his son says, let's make a scary face. And he's Let's like, Let's carve a scary one this time. Yeah. A scary one it is. And then he brings the knife crashing down. And we hear like a real gross wet sound effect. Like, the, you know, like, yeah. oh, fuck, he just killed his son. But he pulls the knife up and there's blood on it. And he's showing it to his son. This Billy's is, to, in my well, opinion, like, like the, the most terrifying part of this movie. Oh, absolutely. Well, the first time you ever see it, you're harmed. Like, holy fuck, this movie's about to go there. This yeah. guy's about to fucking stab his son in the head. Like, it's, it's real intense. Like, it's a harm that you think is going to happen the first time you watch it. Like, um, when it pans away, though, and you see that it's the head finally, and the kid's like, he's like excited, and he just says, but don't forget to help me with the eyes. Yeah, yeah. and he's good at being a creepy kid. But I think, I'll get my, I'm just going to oh, do yeah. my theory. I think the kid killed the mom, and I think that he is sort of like, he has to get these heads for his kid. Because uh. the kid is super stoked to be carving the head. Yeah. Like he's right. like giving the thought to me that like he's done this before. This is a, an annual event. Well, I thought kind. it was an event though too, because he's talking about how his dad taught him. 
Right. So I feel like it's kind of like a family thing. They're all fucking weirdos. Yeah. Like 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 his dad taught him how to kill on Halloween and do the stuff and the traditions, and now he's teaching his son. Right. Like they're just a family of fucking sociopaths. Backyard's just full of holes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Littered with corpses. Um. Um. So after all that shit, they cut back to the three kids who are on, who, who are on a scavenger hunt. Uh, that asked for Mr. Wilkins' pumpkin. Um. So the group of trick or treaters from earlier. Uh. There's Chip, who's a pirate. He's played by Alberto Jizzy. Macy, who's an angel, played by Britt McKillop, uh, who's from Dead Like Me, Mission to Mars, and uh, My Little Pony. I know you got one of your girls loves My Little oh, Pony. Oh, she the voice of somebody? She is. She's like, I don't know what pony, but she's she one of the put on like a centaur-style pony outfit in a live-action <laughs> My I mean, Little Pony film. Uh, <laughs> does that exist? I would guess that she's rarity, if I have to base it on... Her, her sassy voice. fucking shit personality yeah. in this. Rarity's kind of like that, I guess. <laughs> She's less of a brat and dead like me. Jill and I used to watch that. Wasn't that a show? I thought... It was. Yeah. a show where, like, like uh, this girl dies in like a freak accident, and then she becomes a Grim Reaper. So the whole show is like her and her other Grim Reaper pals who are all dead. And like their job is to go like Fine. somewhere when someone's going to die and basically be like, you're dead now. Come with me. Right. Um, I've, I haven't rewatched it. Jill and I watched like the whole series and I've never had the urge to go back, but like, it's like a lot of shows where if you just start watching it, you're like, Oh, I'm going to keep watching this. I'll just watch Bill and Ted's bogus journey instead. Fuck. I yeah, think. dude. That would be, that sounds like a show based on the concept of that movie. Yes. Um, it had Mandy, Mandy Patinkin. Patinkin. I remember that. I like that dude. Oh, who's he? That, that's that, uh, Inigo Montoya? Yeah, yeah. He's like one of the, the main reapers. He's like kind of their boss. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. There's this movie he's in called Night of the Juggler where he's a taxi driver. I think we talked about I thought that you were saying Night of the Juggalo. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is before see. Juggalos existed. But it's great because he's like chasing after his daughter, the, the main character in it. And he jumps in this random cab. And Mandy Patinkin is the cab driver. And he's just like, after that car. And he's just like, all right, fucking like 75 miles an hour up on the curb. Like, just like just Paul like, Walker. Oh, he took your daughter. Oh, like, let's, fuck, let's get that piece of shit. Like, he's just, he's all for it. He's game. All right, Pete. Um, that was a mean spirit joke. And then the last trick true is Sarah, who's dressed as an alien, played by Isabel Dulucci. I don't know what the fuck she did. Um, and they're stopping by another house, saying they need a jack lantern for their UNICEF scavenger hunt. But this time it's at Mrs. Henderson's house. And Mrs. Henderson is played by Christine Willies, who's also from Dead Like Me. Yes. Which is kind of weird. She's like, like Flo, or whatever. She's like her boss. Before she died. Or before her, and after. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She has a different body or whatever. By the way, this, way, this seems like a, like a fucking swingers party, party, right? Yeah, it definitely is. Well, yeah, because I mean, Coach Taylor was in a hot dog outfit, but fucking a pig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's like, I'm pretty sure I saw. And he's like, no, you didn't. Or like, let's but, move on. But that's, yeah, she's fucking wasted in her kitty up. And, she, and she's like shaking her ass. Because she's like, isn't it perfect? Okay. Like, this is really inappropriate. You want a drink or something? It'll be our little secret. But I like they're just going to, like, adults' houses who are presumably teachers from their school. Because I assume, like, this lady's also a teacher. Yeah. Since the coach is there. And they just right. came from the principal's house. And yeah. you know what I mean? Right. Um, this is like the teacher's lounge. On acid, yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. So either this school fucking rocks, yeah, or it's the worst. Or it's the worst. <laughs> That's uh, true. Like there is no, it's okay. Right. So, uh, 
Yeah, she offers them a drink. Yeah, so then they leave, and he makes the Coach Taylor comment. And then they meet up with a fourth kid um, who's pushing a shopping cart with some jack lanterns in. Uh, and his name is Schrader. He's played by Jean-Luc Bilodeau. Uh The credit most of note for him, or for our listeners, is Prana three uh, double D. Yeah. That's <laughs> double D like boobs. That. Uh, beyond that, he has Christ on a few random TV shows. So he mentions it took him a while because all the jack lanterns on the street were smashed. Thanks a lot, Charlie. I'm glad you're Asshole. dead. Yeah. Uh, Bye. And then they go to Rhonda's house. Uh, she's a witchy idiot savant, but they call her the R word. And she has an amazing jack o' lantern display. It's like she's, she's a, built apparatuses in which for them to dangle and hang and the, sit upon. I didn't count them, but I wrote an estimated bajillion pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> you could illuminate like your whole yard. It's cool. It's like <laughs> yeah. that's a hell of a spread. But like they get there, if they've been looking for all these pumpkins, like, oh, why don't we just start here? <laughs> yeah. And they definitely do yeah. a little bit of like. Um, nerd exploitation here, where it's like yeah. they make her talk like this, and the yeah. way she looks makes her look like she's ugly. She's, a, she's like a nerdy girl, you know. She's <laughs> cooler than any of these kids, I can tell you that. Yeah. Like, if oh, I yeah. was actually a kid, I'd probably be like, more likely to want to hang off Rhonda than any of these doofuses. You're talking about the pumpkin zone. Don't they, they say something like, "Oh, we're still three short." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, literally, there's a thousand fucking pumpkins yeah, in this yard. He says, "Why didn't we start here?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're at Ron's house, and they basically get her. And they, like, at, invite her to go out with them. Yeah. She joins their group. Then we cut back to the parade slash party from the beginning of the movie, like, that the newscaster was doing. And it's, uh, we're in an alley, and there's, like, a couple making out. But as they make out, uh, the woman notices she's, like, bleeding. And the man moves back, and we see that he's, uh, he's wearing well, first, a mask. First, she says, let's get another drink. That's not a good sign. If you're making out with a girl in an alley and you're by yourselves, and she'd prefer to go get another drink. <laughs> I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to get through this without another drink. One more. Yeah. Make it a double. We're close. Yeah. But she, yeah, she realizes she's bleeding, and like he pulls away, and it's like a masked vampire man. And uh, she screams and runs for help, uh, and she runs into the couple from the beginning of the film, which is the first time we as the viewers uh, become aware that things are happening in like a Tarantino kind of out of order you know yeah yeah and they're right. they're hanging out at that parade still which is obviously where they got intoxicated yeah so the couple they think that this damsel in stress is drunk and they read her real blood is nothing more than part of her costume because the masked vampire guy is like standing right behind her so yeah. did he bite her did he stab her like do i think he's her with his his he, yeah, he's biting him her that's a lot of blood yeah well i think because they've been making out i think it's like puncture you know like and then puncture and they're drunk too if you're We've all cut ourselves drunk before, right, guys? You know, okay. Your blood just keeps going, doesn't really clot up. At least I have. I never have. Oh. Without giving anything away, it's interesting misdirection for later, especially. You know. But I can't say anything. Oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah, because there's so much weird shit going on at this point of the movie that you do genuinely think, yeah, there's a, a vampire here. Yeah, yeah it's right. a fucking horror like, movie. The... the the shade has been drawn, and you're just accepting whatever happens. But I, I like the idea, though, of being hurt and bloody on Halloween, asking for help, and people being like, oh, like, like she's just drunk. Right. Yeah. Like, she, she's standing by this vampire-looking dude who has blood on his mouth. She has bite marks on her. She's bleeding. She's like, help me, help me. And they're like, she's just drunk, babe. Come on, yeah. let's keep going. Did Even you address like, the fact that those people are the people from the very beginning of the yeah. movie? Yeah, because the, okay. the first time we as the audience become aware that there's, like, this weird okay. order happening. 
Um, and then he just leaves her basically on the edge of the yeah, parade. Yeah, they cut her dead. dead, and he just like sets her on the ground like she's passed out. Yeah. <clears throat> then we cut back. Excuse me, that was a bad one. We cut back to the kids wandering around the woods, and uh, Rhonda, the spooky witchy nerd girl, she tells their kids all about the history of of Halloween. Because one's like, "Oh, so you really like Halloween, huh?" And she's like, "You mean Samhain? Hollow's Eve." But Samhain, for our listeners, if you don't know, Sam Hain is actually pronounced Samhain. The M is silent. Uh, she goes, you mean Samhain? Samhain, also known as All Hallows' Eve, also known as Halloween, predating Christianity. The Celtic Holloway was celebrated on the one night between autumn and the winter when the barrier between the living and the dead was thinnest and often involves rituals that included human sacrifice. Nerd. But another one's like moments like that is actual Halloween history. And I think that's fool. That's movie like really going there. Yeah. Um, and then she tells the pirate, and she says, I like your eye patch, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was like really cute and makes what ends up happening even more sad. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. You can tell she's very withdrawn and all that. And like, she thinks that maybe these kids actually kind of want to hang out with her. She, oh, she's gotta be pumped. Yeah. Like she's a nerd. They come out home like, wow, cool. Jack Do you want to come hang out with us? Like, yes. Yeah. She might not think like angel bitch is going to want to hang out with her. Like the other dude that kind of keeps being nice to her. Whose name is Schrader. Schrader. He's a Schrader. And, uh, but the pirate kid appears to be kind of more in her league. And I think that she does think that they're kind of becoming friends. So yeah. Anywho. That's great. Um. Oh man! So they get to the edge of a quarry. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, they get they go through a, a fence and arrive at an abandoned rock quarry. And here, Macy, the bitch, she tells the group the story of a school bus driver who was paid off by a group of parents to murder their special needs children via a bus accident, which has a really cool flashback sequence. Oh, it's so very dark and where very macabre. Yeah, they're, are you gonna go into it or no, so? Yeah, it. they're starting to. They go to the flashback, and it's shot in a different kind of visual complete. It's like basically just like whites, oranges. It looks sort of like... It's the brightest it's, thing it's like in the movie. It's like black and white, but it's not. Yeah. And it shows that there's... almost overexposed. Yeah. But with very Halloween-esque colors. Yeah, oranges and reds and autumn colors, brown and such. So yeah, it cuts to that, and it's the bus going down the road. And it's she's telling the story. And as soon as he shows him stop at a certain turn and instead of going straight, they drive past Sam on the way, too, which is cool. And uh, there's a kid specific kid out of all of them. The most memorable other than I love the paper bag head where just a crazy mouth taped on it. Like, I want to just do that. Like, find a crazy mouth and tape it on a bag. That's my costume. So, I was trying to find it and I couldn't find it anywhere, but it's like the... I think that they were trying to mock the back of a Talking Heads album. Okay. Because it's so fucking damn near spot on. Like, it would be incredibly lucky if they just happened upon that. Happened upon that. So... It keeps showing the guy, and he's got one of those like classic Halloween masks where it's basically like rubber vampire that goes down to like the top of your upper lip, and then the fangs hang down. But you can still use your lower mouth, so you can see through the holes, and you can talk through it with your regular mouth, and you could eat and drink and stuff. So it's like it, they don't make them like that anymore. Like that they style. don't make don't them, them like yeah, they yeah. used to. <clears throat> and uh, it's very '80s, early '90s. 
And so, yeah, he starts saying wrong way, wrong, wrong way. way. And sho- it shows that, like, they're headed towards this quarry. And um, the bus driver gets up and he starts going around and checking all of their shackles and chains to make sure that it's they're so still fucking dark. The fact that they're all shackled up, that they're that fucked up is crazy. And they say something to the effect that, like, they're, you know, they're embarrassed by these kids and they don't want them anymore. And um, as he's going around, he's just like chucking lollipops at the kids crudely. He's like, fuck this kid. Fuck this kid. <laughs> going around. But Drac manages to get loose from his shackles. And he, in turn, runs up to the driver's seat and just starts going. He's trying to get home. Yeah. And the driver starts to run up towards him. But one of the other kids trips him and he face plants. But instead of going home, he drives that motherfucker right off a cliff into a quarry. Oh, man. A quarry. And like it lands in the bottom of the quarry. There's like this like a little tiny lake or pond or something like bus goes in there. Bus gurgle, the bus driver gurgle. Just, yeah, presumably goes out the back emergency exit or something. because we see him crawl out onto the shore. It shows some heavily. of the masks floating up to the surface of the water, which is really cool. It's very cool. It's very Halloween. It's so fucking dark. So then, it, you know, cuts back to Macy and she tells the rest of that they're going down into the quarry to put eight jack-o'-lanterns there for the eight lost souls alongside the lake at the bottom of the quarry. Um, So all the kids go down except Rhonda and the pirate kid. Uh, and they go down an old, rickety, rusty window cage-esque elevator. It's yeah, like do. a rusty cage. Um, Which, why, why is this thing, thing still, still operating? operating? Yeah. Like, and do how they still why do these the kids know how to run it too? Yeah. Who has the key? Why do they have the key? Maybe somebody's dad works there. That could be it. You know what? You're right. And fuck this movie. Maybe that angel. <laughs> God damn. It. Yeah. They specifically the parents call the kids dirty secrets. <sighs> the ones that get killed. Um. And then we cut back to the party on the street, the parade, and Little Red Riding Hood Laurie. This is actually maybe the funny sequence in the movie. I think it's put here because that whole sequence with the kids is so dark. Yeah. Um, that this the scene's really funny. It's just her walking down the street looking for a guy. But it's like she keeps like like she's looking at this like buff, like Conan the Barbarian type dude. And they turn around just like a buff lady. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh. <laughs> and she looks over and there's like a guy dressed as a horse standing near like a centaur standing at a like a window waiting for food or something. But in the and she's like, oh, but then the butt is like comes loose from it. it's like the ladies the ass of the yeah, horse yeah. she's like oh that's like it that's all the scene is yeah which i think that's really funny which then it cuts <laughs> to the the friends who are at what sheep's cove or what is it yeah called? yeah sheep's meadow sheep's meadow and yeah. she's like come hang out like there's a really nice guy that wants to meet you oh yeah she's like is he young cute and then we cut to the guy's like this says he's a really nice guy. A baby he's definitely young he's an adult baby <laughs> and she goes you could say that yeah <laughs> who later before her arrival passes out in his adult baby costume <laughs> babies, oh, need, babies need, need a lot, lot of naps that. it's true i he remember caught that. the music in the background scenes cry little sister yeah. from the lost boys uh and then while Lori's on the phone speaking of vampires the masked vampire man standing across the street staring at her. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. But then we caught back to Rhonda and the pirate, who are now going down the elevator to the quarry to meet up with the other kids. And As this is where you start thinking, like, are they really in danger or are they just trying to trick them? Yeah. Because they're screaming. You're hearing all the screams. They're, you they're see the jack in the fog. The lights are going out one at a time as they scream. 
which was a cool visual. Yeah. Good fog budget for this scene. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they have as good of a budget for fog as terrorize, cause, but, you know. It's comparable, I think. <laughs> um, I mean, they get... it's Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> when they get, this movie definitely has bear effects and terrorize. Um, when they get to the bottom, uh, the pirate kid is too scared to exit the elevator, but Rhonda's brave. You know, she's like, you stay here. I'll be back. She's like, she's nice. And she, you know, she's like, stay here at the jackline. I'll protect you or whatever. And she goes off. She looking says, for as kids. long as the light is on, you'll be safe. Yeah. That comes back uh, into play at the end. So she wires around in a spooky, foggy, leaf filled quarry. And she gets the remains of the old bus, which is poking out of the lake. Uh, which it's like, if this is just a prank. Yeah. Where the fuck did that bus come? from? Oh, yeah. Why is it still there? Did you already say this? I feel like maybe I was just thinking it so much where I was just like, dude, that's like, did this really happen? Yeah. And, you know, we obviously. Then uh, Rhonda gets close to the water and zombie kids start to crawl the lake. So she fucking starts booking it back to the elevator. But when she gets to the elevator, there's a zombie eating the intestines of the little kid, which I noticed that zombie looks a ton like the pit witch from Army of Darkness. Okay. The one when Ash first gets thrown into that pit, the spike chamber. Yeah. It like, it looks a ton like that. Sure. But, um, um, uh, so then she doesn't get in the elevator. She turns the other direction, keeps running around the quarry because, you know, uh, and she ends up backing off a ledge and falling and knocks herself unconscious. And then it's revealed that the zombies That's that are after, chasing her after her glasses. I've already fallen off oh, yeah. and then been just, stepped on by. She pulls a total Velma Scooby Doo thing. Yeah. I can't see she without my glasses. Like Velma, isn't yeah. She? She's she like a little kid Velma. For sure. Yeah. I think this whole movie's a prequel to yeah. Scooby Doo. <laughs> right. She's like, <laughs> so she found the, the right, right gang. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go through some turds yeah. before you find the right one. But it's revealed after she falls and knocks herself unconscious that the zombies are actually just the kids who are pranking poor nerdy Rhonda. Um, and uh, she's a little concussed. She can't see. Basically, uh, the group doesn't even give a fuck, but that Schrader kid feels bad, and he's like, she's scared enough. Yeah, like, she's scared to death. Like, what the fuck do you, what else more do you want? She, yeah, we should know? get her out of here. She's hurt. And Macy's kind of doesn't give a fuck. That this Macy's girl a real Heather. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Totally yeah. Um, But then she's like, fine, let's pack up our stuff and go. So Macy and the other kids leave Schrader and Rhonda there, and they're going to go pick up the stuff they used for the prank. And while they're there, they're talking about, like, whoa, wow. The, how the bus get down here and shit? Well, that part's true. Yeah, you know. And then they start hearing. Well, there's the the jackline like you mentioned. Yeah, there's one jackline there, and they kick the last jackline into the into the little pond and it goes yeah. out. And then they start hearing stuff. Yeah, I wish right. I could have been, been in a theater when that happened because I bet everybody would have just been like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> like here we go. Yeah, uh, and they cut back to Schrader and Rhonda, and they hear screaming. So Schrader's like, "Stay here, I'll go see what's up." And then surprise, eight real zombie kids from the bus accident have returned from their water grave and are after the cruel prankster. And they all have like the correct masks and everything, and they're like, but they're like grimy, grossed out. I like they still have all their chains and shit yeah, on them. Yeah, you know, makes them seem more terrifying. <laughs> the sound design is really cool. It bums me out. The girl that I identified with was the first one to go. The alien girl, the girl with the headgear. Yeah. Why did you have headgear as a kid? I had to have headgear as a kid. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry, man. That was great. <laughs> Best part of my life. Yep. <laughs> I wish I still had it. That's why I identify with her. I have I lots of pictures. That was my parents' favorite pastime for a while. Sneaking you belittling like, your headgear? I'd, I'd get up in the morning and like come out of my room. My dad'd be like, gotcha! And they'd be like, fuck! So there's a lot of those photos. 
<laughs> can you get those so we can put those on our Patreon? Oh, yeah, our there's a Patreon? lot. And I'm, and I'm always like this. Do it. We'll put those on our Patreon. Yeah, my face is always like fucked up and then like my headgear is just like way out in front. Oh, man, it's bad. I think I only let like two people I know ever see me wear it. I want to see it. Yeah. yeah. I, it doesn't even bother me anymore. Fuck it. Let's put them all out there. We'll have our own photo album. <laughs> how many kids were on that bus? Eight? Eight. How eight Jack get, for eight How souls. do you get eight seemingly normal families to all agree to this conspiracy where you're going to hire a bus driver to murder your children? Because they're dirty secrets. They're troubled. Disturbed. I forgot something. Throw it at us. So, when she's telling the story about the, the bus, she says that the driver got away. She says never that to be no heard, one, never to be they, heard from again. They never heard from him again, and no one knows whatever happened to him. Hmm. That may or may not come up later. No, no worries, not. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so the kids make it back to the Elvira. Only to find Rhonda's in the elevator with a jack lantern. They're she like, told they, him. They're open, they're open, they're open, they're open, they're open. And then she's looking at him. She reaches for the key. She's like moving it towards the door. And then she starts the elevator. Up, up. Like, no, Rhonda, Rhonda, no, this is real, duh. Yeah. And as she's riding up, you hear all these fucking kids being torn apart. And She's doing a slow kind of wave, like a <laughs> hand crumple wave to him. You think she thought about it just for a second? Just because of like Smee? Maybe a little bit. But I. Dude. Yeah. So this this right now has up to 12 dead kids in this movie. <laughs> I Wait, just in this scene alone? Yeah. Because the eight plus the four, so then Charlie earlier. So we're at 13 dead kids in this movie? That's Looking a substantial good. amount. That's, I mean, that, that's a, a lot, lot of kids. of movies don't have one. Yeah. So they this went movie for has it. a lot of take, dead kids and a lot of little people in it. Take Driving Miss Daisy, for example. <laughs> Not one dead kid. <laughs> Back to the Future. Pretty sure they all live. <laughs> Almost Sorry. a dead kid in Rain Man. Almost. But that <laughs> was for obvious reasons. Dustin Hoffman couldn't figure out how to not go into a query. Oh, so as Rhonda exits the el- <laughs> as Rhonda exits the elevator, she sees Sam. They nod at each other. And as Rhonda heads off into the night with her jack o' lantern in an old red wagon. Speaking of red, let's cut back to Little Red Riding Hood. Lori is walking alone in the woods. <laughs> she can tell someone or something is following her. She calls out, "I'm not in the mood, so just come out." She turns and the mass vampire man is behind her. Uh, and when she turns and she screams, that's a real scare because the director snuck up on her during the take. When she was turning around, so when she turned around, she was like, ah, right there. And she's like, oh, fuck. That's yeah. a real, it's a legitimate scare. Nice. That's kind of fun. Um, that's something that, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I wonder how many times like people do that in horror movies. How many times is there actually like something where they don't know? Like an alien, I know. Um, oh, what's her, her last name's Cartwright? The one who plays. Lambert, uh, I know her scare. They didn't tell her what was going to happen in the chest bursting scene. Like she oh, knew there'd yeah. be some like effect or whatever, but she didn't know that. And like when the blood spread, she's like, ah! right? Like she like actually went into shock. Yeah. Like That's after crazy. the take, she was like just on the ground, like convulsing. I know in Die That's... Hard when they drop, they really Hans threw Gruber him off the roof. Off the, yeah. <laughs> they they really like they said this is going to be a test, you know, whatever, oh. and they dangle him off there. 
And then they actually let him go, and that look of fear and terror that he's falling is real. That's awesome. It was the last scene that they shot because they knew he was going to be pissed off. Nice. So they were like, okay, that's a wrap. That was the last scene they shot. (laughs) That's awesome. We really need Rickman in this. Yeah. You can't have him saying, I'm not coming in tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... uh, after, like, you know, we see the vampire man, she screams. We cut back to the party, and the other fairy teller princes are at the party talking, and one of them's worried about Lori. The other thinks, ah, she can take care of herself. We cut back to Lori being slammed against a fucking tree by the vampire, blood's dripping from his mouth, and he says, My, my, what big eyes you have. And he bites her throat, and she's screaming. Then we cut back to the party. And we see Lori's cape body fall from the trees and land in the middle of the party. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, and they all run over to her. And they pull back the hood. And we discover it isn't Lori. It's the masked vampire man who starts begging for help. And Lori just comes strolling into the party. And the other girls are upset she's late. Yeah. She's coming like nothing's going on. She tells them she took their advice. and She played hard to get. Right. Snow White bends down and pulls out the vampire's teeth. They're fake. And then removes the mask, and we discover, surprise, it's Mr. Wilkins. That dirty fucker. Principal, isn't it Principal Logan? It's Wilkins. Well, he's listed as Principal Stevens. His name's Stephen Wilkins. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> and then he asks him, like, who are you people? And then he looks around and notices there's just tons of dead men everywhere yeah, at the all party. all over the place. All the people that we've seen them picking up Throughout the movie, the two news van guys, yeah. the elf dude from the costume shop, are just laying around, just kind of dead. There is a blink and you miss it. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's blink and you'll miss it in this scene yep. when they're showing that. Mrs. Henderson, the cat perfect lady, she's at the party pushing the corpse of the hot dog man down a little like ledge. I did know. I did see the hot dog man. I didn't see her. It's her. So it I think is. that's awesome that she not only is she a drunk ass you know teacher or something trying to give these kids these booze who listen to sound she's actually also um well we'll find out in a second what yeah, she yeah. actually is <laughs> uh so uh wilkins tries to get up and he's like oh and then we see his leg and it's fucking gnarly it's There's bones bad. there's like bones coming from two different spots like yeah. just pop through the skin it's real cool looking he could not get out of those woods at this point on his own if he wanted oh to. he's fucked you would need somebody to do something to that thing and then Lori gets on and's like oh it's my first time so bear with me or whatever you know and uh the big reveal here is all the women at the party start writhing around dancing to marilyn manson which is Honestly, this is my biggest beef. The whole movie is this song here because it feels out of place to all the other music tonally in the whole film. You want to know what the song was originally? That oh, was baby, I know there? what it was supposed to be, but take it. This would have been better. Fever? Yes. That's Fe- cooler. Yeah, yeah. Fever would have been better. That's what they were dancing to on set in the sequence. Stop it now before we get sued by Peggy Lee's so estate. who decided <laughs> to make it Sweet Dreams? Studio. Oh. They thought it should be meaner there, which is a, you know, I mean, I get it. It doesn't ruin the movie, but honestly, if I had to have a single gripe with the whole movie, that's probably it. It yeah. just feels weird. It's like, like seductive. Sort of gothy. Yeah. Like, you don't need that. There's like, they're ripping their skin off and shit. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, this, uh, the fucking, um, 
I mean, it's still fine. I still, I still love this movie. But like, it makes I Peggy's Lee Fever would have been awesome. Fever would be would have been cool, but I can see how they why they use this. Like, it's more intense. Like, the scene's more intense. It doesn't ruin the movie for me or anything. No. It just like it's the one thing that whenever it happens, it, it strikes me. It catches me off guard because there's no other like, you know. Right. Yeah. But uh, but what's what's awesome, anyways? So, anyways, uh, the women are they're all dancing. They start like ripping their clothes off. And they start ripping their fucking flesh off. It's There's, such a cool yeah. werewolf transformation. Never seen that one before. Oh, yeah. You know, where I, they're literally peeling off skin off their legs. And it's and practical. Yeah. You can see they're, like, ripping, like, like, like you know, it's not real flesh, of course, but, like, like latex off of, like, a furry werewolf costume b- beneath. Yeah. It's so cool. So do they regrow the skin, or do they have to, like, when they're done, like devouring whoever they have to go find their skin to slide it back on i don't i don't know that's I, not a trying good to overthink it but that's how my brain yo totally so michael like, thinks about that shit. michael doherty said that he did this because he said the only female werewolves that he could think of were in howling uh yeah ginger snaps and the howling which is like which that's sure i don't know that i can think of a lot of others uh i i saw this werewolf kind of transformation ripped off in that um that Hemlock Grove show on Netflix. If you remember when that came out. Yeah. But there's a werewolf transformation that it's like the same. They ripped the flesh off. I was like, they stole that from Trick or Treat. Yeah. Those bastards. The guy who did the werewolves for this did also did the werewolves for Underworld. Oh. I've actually never seen those in movies. I remember they came out pure like, it's like Matrix mixed with horror movies. I was about to say, that's what they look like. <laughs> yeah. They look like the Matrix before. Well, I think it's, I think the only thing Matrix about it is she wears latex. Well, at the end of that sequence, too, <laughs> when they're eating everyone, there is uh, Sam's just sitting there at the party, just like on a log, watching them like eat all these people. Yeah. It's pretty fun. And it cuts to a really cool shot of the moon, which I think is really oh yeah a neat way to kind of encompass the whole werewolf segment. And then it uh, says, uh, then we get a box that says earlier, just like a comic book, and we cut to the final story of the film. With three um, new kids, yes, approaching the spooky house. I, they don't actually end up being characters that we have to care about, but yeah, it sets up the stage four. Uh, they knock on the door, and it opens, and some glowing eyes appear, and a roar emits from the uh, a roar emits from the darkness. The kids run out of there, screaming like banshees. They screamed like a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> screaming like badges. <laughs> uh, uh, and Mr. Krieg, Brian Cox, uh, who we met earlier, he's, uh, he's Wilkins' a, brother. He's hitting a full-on liquor bottle. Dude, yeah, he hates kids in Halloween, apparently. Yeah. Um, and his pet dog, who's wearing the glowing eyes, you know, they both walk out on the porch. Uh, oh, and Brian Cox wanted to look like John Carpenter in this movie. You get, yeah, yeah. I did write that. They actually used uh he has like a prosthetic nose to make him look more like John Carpenter. It was like really? he wanted yeah. to do that. He he told the director he's like, We're doing a movie on Halloween and you know, John Carpenter made Halloween. I want to look like John Carpenter. That's great. I want long stringy hair and make my nose different and, and Yeah. And they're like, Okay, cool, Brian Cox. That's Absolutely. A- <laughs> also, that's a fantastic Brian Cox impersonation. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I do know a few people. I've never tried it till now. <laughs> I do know a few people that listen to this podcast that don't necessarily jam on the horror movies all the time. And if you're having trouble trying to figure out who Brian Cox is because you have not seen Manhunter, he is also the chief uh, in Super Troopers. 
Oh, yeah. And I cannot see his face without the, thinking about the scene where he's drunk and they're driving around fucking with people. <laughs> yeah. And he just starts pissing on the person's car. And he's just like, when you gotta go, you gotta go. He's great. And yeah, he's just, he's good in everything. He's he's in a bunch of stuff. I, I've, I can't think of anything else. Oh, he's in Rushmore. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. He's the dean. Fisher! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um he's an X-Men too. He's the guy who hates mutants and wants to remove the mutant gene from everyone. He's like the villain in X-Men too. Yeah. He leads the assault on the uh, fucking mansion. Hugh Jackman stabs his claws through a couple of SWAT team dudes faces. Yeah. I like that movie. It's the only X-Men movie that's worth a shit. Right. Um it is pretty badass. Uh but yeah, so, the dog scares away the, those three kids with his glowing eyes and his skeleton costume. Yes. And then he goes and he sits down, starts eating a candy bar, which he thinks tastes bad. He's like, Ugh! he sits on his TV tray, and then he fucking slams that bottle of some liquor. It's bourbon, but I don't know <laughs> what kind. This fucking kicks it back. Then here's another knock at the door. And he wanders over. And he looks out the window, and an egg splatters against it. We missed one thing. Oh, yeah. So... First, he turns the TV on. Mm. Or no, the TV's on. He's watching TV. Yeah, yeah, while he's eating candy and drinking. He's trying to skip around to find something to watch. And there's uh, House on Haunted Hill is playing on one Mm -hmm. channel. Awesome William Castle movie. If you have not seen it, he also did the original 13 Ghosts, which is a Mm -hmm. lot of fun. And then there's like a History of Halloween documentary that looks similar to the one that's at the beginning. They also go past Scooby-Doo. They go past Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, then he skips it back to, like, the food show he was on or something and turns it off because there's that, uh, or no, he gets up and then the doorbell rings. Um, each show he goes past is a representation of a story we've seen in the movie, kind of, though, because you had the werewolf transformation when he goes past Scooby-Doo, the history of Halloween and stuff is marrying the scene we just saw where Ron is telling him the history of Halloween. Right. Yeah. The 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 thing with um meat, he's talking about in, how you inject something into the food, like Wilkins did with the food he gave the kids. Right. Yeah. Which I think that's pretty interesting. So. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then he goes to the do- window and there's like egg hits it, and uh, then he gets a bat out of the closet and he goes outside because he thinks like these kids are trying to vandalize his house. And this is when he hollers to the fence as neighbor, Mr. Wilkins, about how it smells like a dead whore. Yeah. What are you doing out there? Again, coming around the story back to the beginning of the film. So he goes back in the house and here's another knock at the door. He's like the Grinch of Halloween. Oh, absolutely. So, Dougherty actually, uh, I wrote this down. He said that the whole idea between Brian Cox's character was that he wanted him to be like the Ebenezer Scrooge of Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. And I always thought the Grinch was kind of like yeah. Dr. Seuss's right. screwed. He said instead of him being visited by three ghosts, he's visited by the spirit of Halloween, which is Sam. Nice. Um, That's cool. So after he goes back in the house, he hears that another doc, the, the other knock at the door, and he runs out on the porch and discovers there's now, I, I counted, uh, if I, I did the freeze frame, and I counted 38 jack lanterns in that frame. Oh, I, I realized, realized too what, what the mask reminded me of. Pocket pussies. No. <laughs> and pocket why, why I couldn't find the fucking album is because it's from. Oh, that mouth. Dude, 
Yeah. It's the Quiznos? Yeah. Should yeah, I get Jill down here real fast? It's a Quiznos commercial. So if I, I could get Jill down here, Jill actually worked at Quiznos. One of these ads were on has stories. Can she about sing that from start to finish? Should we see if we can just go down here? Yeah, yeah. I want to know if she can sing that from start to finish. Just call, just dial her up. Let's dial her in. Yes. <laughs> Let's get her get her on the line. Yeah, we just need the voice. We'll never know. Oh yeah, remain in the light. Hey, uh, so you're now a guest on the Fright Zone. We need to talk to you about something real fast here. Um, so we were just uh, discussing um, Quiznos and the uh, weird Ackerman they had with the singing things. Uh, can you can you give us some insight into that and what it was like for you as an employee during that time? And maybe even could you sing one of those songs? <coughs> so I'll tell you what that was about. Like, so everybody either hated or they loved those commercials. It was like these two, like, like you, two beings that you couldn't really identify that sang about the pepper bar. We got a pepper bar! And... Can you do that again? We got a pepper bar! And the thing awesome. was, like, like, they had this pepper bar that had all the pickles, the peppers, like hot peppers, etc. So that, like, after you got your sandwich... You could go to this pepper bar and like enhance it with these peppers, but the the reality was if you worked there, you hated the pepper bar because like people <laughs> would get angry with you for just, they'd be like, why don't you just put the peppers on while yeah. the sandwich is in front of you? <laughs> yeah, like hey, I don't I don't work Quiznos. Go behind the counter and go get the fucking peppers, and they'd be like. Hey, can I have pickles on this? I'm sorry, there's a the pepper bar. And they're like, well, can you just go get them and put them on my sandwich now? And I'd be like, I'm sorry, there's a the pepper bar. You'll have to <laughs> <laughs> So you have to and go stick your hands in the juice. So, yeah, it was like such mixed reactions. Because a lot of people really love those characters. But, like, I... I, and I honestly, I appreciated them because they were trying to create awareness for the pepper bar. But honestly, why do they have a pepper bar? Like, why can't we just put on the peppers ourselves? <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't really understand that either. I'd be like, I'm sorry, that's just how we do it. You put on your own peppers. Trying and to they, it and like, people would get actually <laughs> angry about it. Well, thank you for your insight. We really need that. It really helped us break through, uh, figure out this movie. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I feel, I feel like, like they're, they're jackalopes. That's, that's kind of what they embody. embody. Yeah, yeah. They definitely seem like a, a mix of animals. Yeah. With crazy... It's, it's just like a mound of fur with, with like, like mouths cut out of magazines taped to it. So mm-hmm. so what you thought was art from a Talking Heads album was in no, fact just the Quiznos pepper bar It also reminded me of a Talking Heads album that I did find. Oh, okay. But in what album was that, Hogan? What did I say it was? It was... More, more songs, songs about, about buildings and food. And, and it's, it's not, not like, like exactly, but it's like, yeah, it's just cut out. It? It's a cut and paste kind of thing. But, it, but it's, it's definitely, definitely leaning more towards, towards the Quiznos commercial. Yeah, as far as the teeth yeah. value. So after Krieg goes back in his house, uh, after seeing all the jack in the front yard, he discovers someone's in the home. He just knows. And uh, Dory said that... Uh, one of the biggest influences on this story was the Twilight Zone episode you showed your kid that you just mentioned in the last episode, the, the invaders. invaders. Yeah. Which I could see. I mean, it's a home invasion, but I get yeah. 
Um, and his, he, it shows his dog or something runs across the hallway, and then you hear a yelp. And that yelp is definitely a dog is hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Krieg then gets his shotgun out and starts walking around the house looking for the intruder. And uh, he goes upstairs, enters a bedroom, and a jack lantern shoots fire out of its eyes. And it lights up the room. He sees written in blood all over the walls and the ceiling is trick or treat. Smell my feet. Give, Give me, me something, something good, good to eat. eat. And how long would that take? Forever. Forever. You're already spending two days setting up those pumpkins. Yeah. You know. Seems to me like maybe something supernatural. <laughs> something is afoot. Yes. Something kind of weird happening. <laughs> in the cox. And it's written in blood all over the room. Which it's is, like it's cool. It's visually pretty neat. And, and it's yeah. spooky. Um, Then from under the bed, a hand comes out and cuts the back of his fucking, I don't know what you call it. What, what, what Achilles part? tendon. Achilles it's tendon. very gauge from Pet Cemetery when say, he cuts uh, Judd. Jud? Yeah. Dude, when he cuts yeah. Herman Munster, yeah, yeah, a little, yeah. little nod little, there. Except they show more in Pet Cemetery. Herman Munster, you know, I, I was talking about the monsters on <laughs> yeah. a recent episode. You can tie everything back to the monsters. Oh. I think. I like the monsters a lot. Yeah, they make me feel good inside. I kind of like the Adams family more, but I think the monsters is very. Cool. I think they have some of their better characters, but I think the monsters is a better show. If that makes sense, it like doesn't. the the Ams, the Ams comics, the Ams family movies. I love. I the show. If I like, keep watching. I get burnt out that every episode is the same episode. The same five jokes in different ways. So it's like, huh, well, well, they, never, they literally never leave the house. Like the opening curtains say their house and museum. People yeah. come to see him. Lurch comes out. Every and episode goes, of the three seasons, they just hang out in their house. It's yeah. not that I don't like those characters. I think they're probably better characters than the monsters. But I like the monsters show, it's like, oh, this is one where Herman gets a job at this place. Or this is the one where Herman builds the race. Like grandpa builds the, the, the Dragula, you know? Or, yeah. Like, I like that they're different stories. So I think monsters are a better show and something's better characters. And that is that. <laughs> I'll have to give it another another world. I like them both. I mean, I got the complete series on, on DVD for both. Aren't they making a monsters movie? Rob yes, Zombie Rob is. Zombie. We'll see what oh, happens. Whoops. Yeah, it's like, I, my thing with that is like, the monsters, like Anne's family are like kind of creepy, weird characters, you know? The monsters, like none of them are like creepy per se. Like the the whole joke of the monsters, they're like a Norman Rockwell family. They're like a normal sitcom family, but they look like fucking monsters. Yeah. So that's the jokes come because they, they look different or whatever. I just feel like he's going to fuck it up. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, but so that's what I'm going with is like monsters have a lot of heart. Yeah. Ultimately. You know, that's like they have heart. They're spooky looking, but it's, it's like there's a lot of heart and like family vibe. The house looks cool. There's, yeah, they just rebuilt the fucking house. I know. But it's like nothing about Rob Zombie tells me this guy can handle a heartwarming like story. Yeah. Nothing that guy's ever fucking filmed. None of his shows. And I know it's like, oh, he's a fan. He wrote Dragula. It's about the monsters. Like, I don't fucking care like, because what? nothing in his music or his films or his art or anything would make me think that guy could kill making the monsters. Monsters have to have a lot of heart. Yeah. Well, so I want to see it be like, on this one, you found that Herman was fucking abused as a kid and that Lily's would... Cherry Moon Zombie and she's a slut. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Like, that's not the fucking movie I want to see. I, dude, what the fuck like, is that? One of the you things know? as a kid, one of the things that creeped me out the most about Michael Myers was the idea that he was just a normal kid. They raised him to a certain age. He, he had snapped. a normal sister and parents and everything, and they show it. And it's a sub nice, clean, suburban home. And inside of that environment, he yeah, he snaps and just fucking starts yeah. killing. Instead of the like, you know, he's beaten to shit. And like, of course you're gonna snap. 
Yeah. That, like, makes way more sense. Well, and then I mean, the sympathy like, is placed in different yeah. places. Well, and that's the thing, like, it's ultimately kind of, kind of problematic for me when I, if, I don't want to care about Michael Myers. You yeah. know? I mean, like, and, and I understand the concept, like, in real life, serial killers usually had a bad upbringing or this and that. Like, I, I get that, but that's not the story I'm looking for for, for Halloween. Because it's not his story. Yeah. <laughs> that's why like, you're that's, not looking for yeah. it. Yeah. It's um, like it's completely inserted yeah. and just forced I, uh, in there. I I do like House of Thousand Corpses and Dell's Rejects. I think those are good horror films. Um, yeah, you can have one of those. What and I it? think that Lords of Salem movie could have been cool, but then they ran a budget and didn't shoot forty five minutes worth of what that film was supposed to be, which makes it just kind of confusing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those those Halloween movies. I would never watch any of those movies though. All movies, what I'm saying, be like, yeah. This guy could bring the monsters to life. Right. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, give that project to, like, some fucking lighthearted, like, comedy director or something. Yeah. You know, like. It should be kind of like the Adams Family movies. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't just need to be dark at all. It needs, yeah, it just needs to be, like, this kind of fun, well-made and, thing. I mean, I hope it comes out and it's awesome and super fun, but I just, I, I just. I can't even imagine Rob Zombie making a fun like PG thirteen comedy for the family to go to. Just can't can't see it. And that's when the dog gets it. So, <laughs> so uh, after he gets Herman Munster style Petrus, nah, after he gets ah whatever. So after he gets his fucking <laughs> thing cut from underneath the bed, he his thing his Achilles tendon. <laughs> Whoa, dude! His thing hangs down way below the bed. Does it wobble to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Brian Cox for no reason. (laughs) Um, That's CKS. (laughs) So from from underneath the bed emerges Sam. The little creepy costume trick-or-treat we've been seeing throughout the film in various times and places. It's the fourth time we've seen him. Yeah, we've seen him in every story. And there's four stories. Um, And uh, we then, what's awesome here is again, like, putting together, like, the, you know, how the film's out of order or whatever. Um, we see the weapon he used to cut Mr. Creek is a razor blade protruding from a candy bar. It's the candy bar that he took from Wilkins' candy bowl in the beginning of the movie if you rewatch it, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so Wilkins had razor blades and candy he was giving out too. It's not just going to make you throw up with poison. It might actually just cut the fuck out of your mouth. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, which is also, again, historically a completely made up and fabricated thing. It happened one time. And they made a huge yeah. thing out of it. Well, it's like everything in life. You hear like stories like, oh, my God, watch your kids. This might happen to them. It's like, well, it's, you know. Johnny Gosh. Yeah. Look up Johnny Gosh if you're in Des Moines, Iowa person. You probably know Johnny Gosh anyways. Yeah, there's some pretty good. There's actually a pretty good podcast that I listen to about it. It's not from here. It's just some lady that got super obsessed with it from the East Coast. That documentary, Whatever Happened to Johnny, is fantastic, too. Yeah. That's, I mean. I tell That's, you, I have a Johnny Gosh 45. I didn't know he recorded like, a song no, when he was a paper his mom, boy. His mom wrote a song about it. So it's like the and church. he released it on 45. Been I've been sick. looking He's for like, it for I'm years. I'm a paper like, boy. The church that he went to like sings this song written. I think it was written by her, but then the, the church choir sings it. And it's like called Johnny's like, Gone? Johnny doesn't live here anymore. Johnny doesn't live here anymore. And it's yeah. like, it's not uplifting. No. You know? Like, you think that, like, you're selling this to raise money, to, to put, put towards, towards finding Johnny, Johnny, like, you know, give me a little pep in it. Like, yeah. make me feel like there's hope. There's a chance. Yeah. Joe grew up, like, just around the corner where he was abducted. Yeah, I lived 
is right across the street from our high school. Nice high school. From there, maybe. I walk past it all the time. You live by Winchilla. No well, that makes sense because you were at that school. Too. I was over by Outback Steakhouse, so it wasn't oh, as close. Yeah. Like, but I would walk up. I smell those blooming onions in the morning on my way to school. Oh, man, delicious. Uh, I wasn't there when we moved there. No, <laughs> there was nothing over there when we moved there. Just... Valley West Mall was like the last thing. I was there today. I went to Spirit. Uh, all right, so Krieg's then looks around and like Sam's gone. So he just makes a run for it and he trips down his stairs on candy, broken glass and razor blades. Yeah. And then he fucking stands up. He has to put all his weight on the candy to get his fucking old ass up. And then it's awesome. The practical makeup here when he's looking at his hands and there's just like shards of broken glass deeply embedded in them. Like it looks so painful. And yeah. I love it. He's like, I just need to unlock my front door. I, I fall downstairs. I'm right. I'm at the door. Yeah. And he can't fucking do it. His, his hands, hands are in so, so much pain. Up. It's so good. And, and then that, that, that shot. That Sam kid. Dude, it's creepy. On the it's ceiling, actually spooky. Yeah. It's like, that's fucking weird looking. Things on the ceiling terrify me. Well, and stuff like that's that. Why, but it would be truly terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like, I like uh, you mentioned, Hogan, that the director said he wanted to use a kid for that because they just moved differently than, than if you had a little person right. in the outfit. Right. And stuff like that is why that part is creepy. Like, he's right. That just looks strange. You know, and when he drops down on Cox, yeah. he's just fucking making these crazy yeah. kids screams. They're super creepy, and I've never really heard anything quite like it in a movie. It's actually life. the nine-year-old kid. They yeah, just do it. They just say like they squeezed like live birds or something. Yeah, yeah. They actually squeeze the little boy's vocal cord. No, <laughs> yeah, they didn't do that. <laughs> um, a rope under his costume. Right they said there. that kid just loved doing that. He was like so pumped about like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, um. My favorite noise he makes is coming up here. I'll, I'll mention it when we get there. Uh, but I like this moment when you see him climb the, climb the ceilings. The, the moment you know for sure, like this is definitely no ordinary kid. Yeah, you could you could up this point just be like some fucking crazy kid or it's a, you know. Right. But you're like, no, this is some supernatural shit's definitely happening. Um, but Juden Creek fucking slams that kid against the wall like into a mirror or something. Yeah, and uh. This is the moment after he does that is when he goes to the window and he starts and he's looking at Wilkins. He's like, Wilkins, help me again. Going back to the moment we saw him being the film. Yeah, also window peeping. Window peeping. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Sam jumps on Krieg again. And as they're struggling on the floor, Krieg rips the, the burlap sack open to reveal Sam's true face, which is like a little pumpkin head and not to be confused with Stan Winston's classic pumpkin head. But uh, but actual I mean, pumpkin literally, head. he looks like a fucking pumpkin. He's like a <laughs> pumpkin head, a little demon pumpkin boy. Yeah. Not just painted like that, but he has like the contours of a yes. pumpkin. It's cool. Like it's animatronic. It looks cool. It looks like it came out of an eighties film. Um, but the noise I love here is then Krieg shoots Sam in the head. And when he shoots him and he like flies across the place, like Wah! he makes yeah. this like really funny little like. I love how pumpkin guts fall out of him oh, yeah. when he gets shot. Where it should be like brain matter and yeah. gunk come out of his skull. It's just, it's just seeds and pumpkin, pumpkin guts. guts, which is all oh, made of yarn and KY, KY jelly. Oh, no shit. Which the crew kind of earlier they'd make hot cocoa. They'd use the pumpkin guts for the lubricant when they're fucking each other. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say, that. <laughs> what are they using the KY for? Yeah. <laughs> While wearing the hot dog costume. <laughs> This comes into the whole like, how can you kill what's not alive sort of scenario where well, it's like you shoot him. Well, but... that's what's great. Actually, I think in this moment is it subverts horror movie cliches because he walks over instead of being like, oh, they're dead. 
he walks up to Sam and shoots him two more times yeah. with the shotgun. It's awesome because every horror movie, it's like, oh, I'm safe. And you're like, no, they're dead. Shoot him again. Shoots him yeah. twice. That's such a cool moment. Well, earlier he did right? promote that he's an NRA member and has a shotgun over <laughs> yeah, yeah, his fireplace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like an, that's what and that's the announcement he makes when someone's fucking around in his backyard. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's, he's got, got a lot, lot of ammo. ammo. He's, he's not, not concerned, concerned about, about expending too much. much. Yeah. I just, I think it's such a cool moment because like it's probably killed someone before. Maybe. <laughs> what do you guys think? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so Krieg. Oh, no. Then he also does the thing that you wish they'd just do. He just, just like he. Shoots him a few times. So he shot this kid's hole three times. And then he goes and he calls the cops. Superman info right here, guys. When he calls the cops, the wait music is the uh, Can You Read My Mind song from Superman. I saw that in the credits and I could not figure out it's what. It's the whole, there's it a was. piano rendition of it, is the yeah. whole music when he calls the cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but while he's on the phone, we see Sam's, Sam's heavered hand stabs him in the foot. Um, and then the hand crawls away and we get that, that, thi- that of course, the thing reference. Yeah. Very yeah. Adam's family. But no, 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 no. The thing. The thing. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. hand crawls away from him and he says it. You've got to be That's fucking. another carpenter nod for yes, him. Yes, which yeah. is great. Because um, who doesn't love the thing? We've talked about that in this podcast before. Like, yeah. And then the hand crawls backward to Sam and Sam puts his hand back on, then puts his mask back on. And then he starts approaching Krieg for the fucking, you know, the final blow. And like Krieg backs away and he knocks like back to where his TV is. And he knocks his TV tray over and shit's falling all over the place. And Sam uh, he grabs his liquor bottle. Oh, yeah. He smashes it, it. Goes in to try to get a cut. Well, or and gouge, this is the point. You get the iconic Sam has his lollipop pulls out. That's like just a jack-o'-lantern. And he bites it open to make this nice sharp thing. Yeah. yeah that that's sound that's effect, yeah. by the way, is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And then he walks up and he's going to fucking kill Krieg with this sharp ass, weird, supernatural lollipop of his. And he goes down to stab him. And then, you know, they both kind of sit there for a second and Krieg says he's like still alive and you see Sam has actually stabbed the shitty candy bar that Krieg wasn't enjoying at the beginning of the story and then he starts eating it and he leaves you just had to give him something good to eat that's all you gotta do yeah this is follow the tradition he just fucking walks out but like as he's walking out the door opens itself you know he just leaves and of course his name Sam's coming from that whole Samhain thing you know Sam Hain which yeah. is you know is great um but then we just cut to like you know uh Oh, no, no, yeah. This is where you get the fireplace, Nate. Go for it. Tell us about this fireplace. What? He's burning stuff in the fireplace. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it shows that he's kind of going back, and it looks like he's going back to something he was doing. Yeah. Or whatever, because it, it's just like, yeah, it's not like he's starting a new project. And he's chucking in photos, and in the photos you see that he is the bus driver <gasps> from the story oh my where the bus went into the quarry. <gasps> And there's actually like so something that's cool about this movie is like you know if you go back through there's so much stuff you can pick up on because the non-linear. I don't know that it. I caught that the first time. Yeah. Even though it doesn't explain what happens next. If, yeah. If that isn't something you pick up on, but but something that if you go back to the scene when they're telling the story when he the bus driver crawls out he's like <gasps> yeah and, it's, and like the whole this whole story the whole time he's fighting sam he's breathing he has this weird labored breathing so it's like there's like these little things when you go back and rewatch movie there's all these little clues and hints everywhere for everything that's happening yeah it's so cool which goes in that major rewatchability factor yeah 
Um, then we get the comic book later and we see kids coming to his house trick or tree and he's opening the door all fucking wrapped in bandages, yeah. giving everyone candy. Now he's all about the Halloween spirit after his weird supernatural encounter. One of the kids even says, great mummy costume. Great <laughs> mummy costume, Mr. Craig, or whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, then next door we see the now orphan Billy Wilkins stay on the front porch handing out the poison candy to people. Dressed as his father. Dressed as his father, he even has the blood stain, which is really good. Yeah, totally. Um, and then Creek sees Sam stand across the street just staring at him. Um, and then Sam sees the couple from the beginning of the film walking up to their house. And this is where we kind of realize we're back at the start of the film now. And the group of werewolf girls are in a car that car drives by. And Rhonda dr- comes by with her red wagon with the jack lantern in it. Yeah. And all that stuff's in the beginning of the movie, too. But since you haven't watched it yet, you don't even know it. Right. You know what I mean? That has anything to do with it. It's anything. so yeah. cool. Um, but now we also now know who killed the lady in the beginning. It's Sam. Because yeah. she wasn't doing the tradition. She put out the jack lantern too early and stuff. So he had a fucking killer. And that's what he slit her throat was the lollipop. Should have just taken him down the next day. Like they want. <laughs> Should have went upstairs and fucked your man. Yeah. Um with the nature <laughs> special. I mean that's That's what you should have done. Yeah. Now you did. Okay, hey, seriously guys, guys, I'm I'm, I'm not, not enjoying the hole anymore. anymore. So as soon as Krieg, you know, goes back in the house. We immediately hear another knock at the door. He opens it, and we discover the zombie kids from the bus on his porch. And we get the titular line that we've already heard in the movie. But the vampire kid, the one that you mentioned earlier, Drac, yeah. he goes, trick or treat. Yeah. And I really dig the approach that then we don't see the kill. That's flashes of comic panels with, like, strobing lights. And then it's the end credits. Yeah. And then credits have that perfect 80s kind of font, even though it's a movie from the 2000s. Like, it's just awesome, man. But then that's the... uh. That's it. That's the movie. Oh, if you, so if you uh, rewatch Billy, so you know, I mentioned if you rewatch, you know, you get then that the movie's out of order. You already know that. And I know that confused test audiences, the, you know, being nonlinear. But when you go back through, if you watch it, the opening scene, the very opening scene, when that couple's walking up, you see the zombie kids walking down the street when they're walking up. Yeah. Oh, they're really? in the fucking be in the movie. The zombie kids are just walking by. I don't even know that it's like, like that confusing. Like, I mean, well, I didn't feel confused. Seems, either I don't either. Time. But I mean, I guess test science thought it was weird. But it's like I, I, I just think the rewatchability of it when you go back through, I know something new every time. I'd never noticed the teacher with the hot dog costume at the werewolf party. Yeah. Until I watched. I just noticed that tonight. And too. it's just cool, man. Like movies that get better with rewatches, like. I really appreciate where I get more and more out of it. You know, Um, it's just such an interesting take on anthology horror. I mean, there's four stories, five. If you count, if you count the couple that gets killed, it'd be five, but that's just like the intro, you know, but there's four stories. They all connect. I don't know. And good performances, cool gore, unique stories. Makes you wonder if there's any like total gems just sitting on a shelf like at a big studio where it's like, no famous person ever made it come out of hiding or whatever. So it's just never going to be seen. I mean, I know there are movies like that for sure that were filmed that we'll never see, but ones that were the day actually the clown good. cried. Yeah. Like it was anywhere. They were actually as good as this. Um, Another cool thing about this movie is that everyone that dies deserves it. Kind of tales from the crypty in that regard. Except for maybe that Emma maybe, chick. She just didn't like Halloween. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe not that fun. Schrader kid, because he's the only one that was being genuinely nice to Rhonda and the one that cared when she got hurt. And he was like, I don't know. He's yeah. the one kid when I watch him, like, ah, that kid died. 
I mean, he was a part of the prank. I mean, but he's going to seem like whoa, whoa, we should forgave him, murder, but you know, Halloween didn't. Yeah, right. Sam still came. Um. And Sam's iconic, dude. Like, I mean, he really is. Like, there's a reason that has become a big merch thing. Like, I don't know. Just crazy. It's a bummer there's not more of these movies. They've been talking about making the second movie since, like, since this fucking came out in 2009. Yeah. Or were they supposed to? He's been talked about forever. He said he loved the idea that he can just tell various stories that take place on Halloween. It seems like the longer it goes yeah. on, like, I read an interview with him recently where he <clears throat> he seems to be of the mentality that it's, like, the film stands alone. Not that, yeah, they got but, so far away. Yeah, he might do it. You know? But you still talk about he wanted to do it and have each film be like a different era. He's like, I want to make one where it's it's Halloween in the '60s. I want to make one where it's Halloween and right. you know, and that's that's cool. Like yeah, it could be fun. It's kind of like what yeah, it's kind of like what Carpenter was trying to do with Halloween three. Like this can just be an anthology series. Each movie will be its own story. It takes place on Halloween. Different characters, different scenarios. Yeah. You know, he said the only thing common thing would be Sam. Sam would always be there. It's it's just cool. Well, he's kind of like a Pennywise-ish kind of character in that. Yeah. He sort of, uh, if he is a supernatural being, he, he can trans transcend time. Yeah. Did I say that word? Well, I, I, like, word right? I like that he, like, <laughs> he is the personification of Halloween. You know? Yeah. It's cool. It's, like he's uh, there to like judge. Yeah. You know? Right. It's a, uh, and uh, the score, the score in this movie is really good too. I mean, it's not like it's not like heavy synth is like more orchestral, but it's super effective. I saw Waxworks put it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it has the Marilyn Manson on there and stuff, <laughs> or if it's just the there. score. I, I'm not sure. The score's cool though. I like how there's like the little like choir, like children choir in it and stuff. That's like, ah, ah, it's just like weird. Yeah, it gives it a creep factor. Um, I looked I at some other things. things. I wanted I to know what. Uh, Douglas, Douglas Pipes. Pipes. That's his name, yeah. Yeah. The, the guy who did the score, Douglas Pipes, the yeah. composer. So he did some other things, too, and I want to show these to you guys because they look great. Yeah, you kind of see it. I, I want to see it more. Tell me. So maybe we can throw these up so everybody can see what I'm talking about. This first movie is called Moonstalker. Show oh, wow. me. Show me. Okay. What year is that? I don't know. A family of tourists vacationing in the woods and a group of camp counselors training in the same forest okay. both find themselves being terrorized by a vicious, unhinged psycho. Okay. Could be fun. This next one is just called Grandpa. Okay. Is he drinking? And it says, if you ask Grandpa, he'll tell you there's no such thing as a generation gap. Oh, my God. Is he trying to hit on her? Is that what that means? It has Nicole Eggert in it from Baywatch. And uh, Mark Holton, who was uh, Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, Oh, yeah, okay. And the third movie that Mr. Pipes (laughs) scored scored was a movie called Bonneville, Arizona. The tagline is somewhere between heaven and hell. Okay. The synopsis is, a man named Max Willer finds himself walking through a desert wearing a tuxedo and carrying a manual typewriter. He has no idea how he got there. <laughs> no idea. What's it? What? Wow. Wow. What year was that Grandpa movie? Nothing's coming up. When I type in Grandpa, I'm getting like the, the war with Grandpa from uh, 2020. 1990. Sometimes it like 
IMDb wants to bury that shit. So, guys, out of five frights, what do you give Trick or Treat? I give it a five. I would also give this a five. A lot of stress right now. What were, what were, what were you going to I say? I was in between four and a half and five. So I'm just going to say five. So you're five. Four and yeah. three quarters. Because I think that I could recommend this movie to anybody. Whether you like horror or not, you're going to have fun watching this movie. Like, like you always earlier, say, rewatchability. Yeah. You, you the know. gore factor for some people might be a bit much, but if you just sit back and think about it as like, it's just a fun movie about Halloween and mm-hmm. like, the amount of blood he's puking up on the porch is silly, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's stuff that makes it more fun than terrifying, in my opinion. I think it's a fun movie. Good performances, man. Like, good cast, good score, good editing, fun stories. It, I don't know. Like, it's I, I watch it every October. You know, October is usually, like, a lot of the movies I watch in October are the movies that I would consider, like, Five Fright type films. Yeah. Like, like stuff I'm not, like, like I, I'm not, I don't watch... The Exorcist, I don't watch The Shining, I don't like, you know, like the original Nightmare, like, like there's some tiles I've seen a bunch of times or like classics or whatever. And those are what I watch in October, kind of the cream of the crop or whatever, you know, and I watch like trashy, whatever the fuck movies the rest of the year, you yeah. know, um, trying to find more ones to add <laughs> to the like pile of yeah. good shit. But this is an every October movie for me. It's just so good. But it will be now. This was actually the, only the second time nice. since that first time. Nice. And I found it when I found it at Goodwill for a, a buck ninety nine or whatever. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make a point to watch this. And then I had completely forgot we were gonna do it on this, so it was uh-huh. fun. Nice to watch it. And I was, it was, it was one of the first times where I was doing a movie that we were doing, and it was like exactly what I wanted to watch. Yes. Because I get so few times where I get to like. I'm usually screen printing and watching movies or like working on the computer and watching movies. But like when I watch movies for this, Mm -hmm. I get to digest them in a completely different way. I get Mm -hmm. to like really like watch and pause and look Mm -hmm. up stuff and think about it differently. And it makes me have a whole like any movie we've done for this show will for now and forever be like a heightened level of knowledge because I've just thought about it more. I've had more time to think about it. Which is great. Not just blowing through That's it, what this you know? cast is about, is talking about films. Yeah. But yeah. And pocket pussies. It's going to be an annual. Oh, I might yeah. even watch it again this year. So you don't have to pause it 4,000 times while you're taking yeah, notes? I might make Emily rewatch it. Was she digging it? She liked it back when we saw it in 2009 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But who's to say? <laughs> I think one of the reasons I avoided it so much is because, like that movie that my dad gave me, yeah, that, it could have been that. The images from it just made me feel like it was going to be that caliber. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's the great. cover, the cover. If you like, it was funny. On my way walking here, I saw my buddy standing outside, and I was telling him what I was going to do, and he goes, Is "That that one with that kid on the cover." It's the only thing he knew of it. And right. It's like, it's like, yeah, like. My girl said that like we watched it, but I, like I don't know if I did and all this. And it's just like You're I it. think you'd know if you <laughs> yeah. watched it or not. It's like it's not all about like that kid on the yeah. cover. Like that that is a marketing point that they're using. The ki- and the kid does work though. I I like that the payoff that he ends up being like the baddie in the last sketch. It's and there cool. is no segment that's weak. Yeah, that's the other thing is like there's 
other horror anthologies where there's one that's kind of like, oh, this is where I'm going to go like pop some corn yeah. or whatever because like I don't really give that much of a shit. But this one, it's like every segment you're interested in. And they don't give you time to really pick one because of the way it's edited. Terrorize, it's like there's this segment, there's this segment, there's this segment, and so on. This movie, it's more like they're all happening the same night, but the way it's done is keeps you, I don't know, intrigued. No, it's just fluid from yeah. the start to finish. Like it doesn't, I don't know. The word is I'm looking for. Fluid, I think. You said it. You said it. You said the right word. The, you got it the first time. Yeah. Right. You're not, you know. Well, I'll say another <laughs> thing about this too is. <laughs> uh, what, what is it? Hogonomics? Fuck! <laughs> Dig deep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Looking, Looking behind, behind you, that's what made me think of it. it. You have, have like, like these iconic, iconic characters, and it's not that often that one pops up anymore, or at least one that's like interesting, I would yeah. say. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's what I was, it's fucking refreshing to see something like that. Instead of, like, the guy with the hook that knew what you did with the people and the thing. From that one time. Yeah. Previously in a year. And then he always knows what you did before. Yeah. That year and the year before that. So goofy. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I, that's what I'm talking about. That scream shit. The first scream's good. The sequels and all those other fucking movies. I dislike the second so one. It's where part three gets, it's just completely. I just hate over. what that movie did to the horror genre. I really do. I what, hate being, that every fucking horror movie self-aware. from that point forward in the '90s are overly meta, and that can be that meta can be fun. Like, I mean, that's like like when you and I watch. There's you know, there's, there's nothing, nothing out, out there. there. Yeah, it's very meta. Yeah, and it's cool. Like that, that, that movie is awesome. And I do yeah. think Scream works in the same way. I think it's good. I think Scream is honestly. I think it's the last good Wes Craven movie. Like, I really think that's a good film. But the sequels and like. I know you did that summer. I still did that summer and urban legends and all that stuff. Even Jason X to an extent all became so fucking self-aware. It's like they said on one of my favorite podcasts recently, like they don't cast ugly people in movies anymore. They'll just like hire a cute yeah. actor and put ugly face on them because <laughs> they'd rather do that than like actually hire like, you know, your William Defoe's or not that he's ugly per se. He's but weird like, looking. He's a weird looking guy. We all know it. <laughs> like, even someone like Dennis Hopper is not necessarily like just it's not like up. Michael Berry. Yeah, yeah. Peter yeah, Dinklage. Michael Berryman. Like, yeah, yeah. Billy Barty. <laughs> Let's keep bringing him over. You know, like ugly people just don't get in movies. They'd rather like make cute people ugly. You have, you have fucking Margot Robbie, Robbie playing, playing uh, Tanya Harding. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's not a great accurate. example. <laughs> not at all. Hey, Artie. Artie knows what we're talking about. What's up, dude? But uh, yeah, I so really like five, five, five. It's the first that, all five. Second right? reanimator. Oh right, duh. So we've had two. So hey, so this October there's two films that we'd recommend for you to watch. It's reanimator and trick or treat. Yes. Our only two five fright films. Which trick or treat is your favorite? There are many. <laughs> they are fast, ma'am. Only two that I can think of would actually be. Well, this is a five, and I. Would probably make Ragman trick or treat a five. five all day. That's a ten out of five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so I'd say those two are the best then. Yeah. So, so quick question: talking about '90s movies, still recently pulled off the shelf, and we're gonna watch it probably tomorrow or Monday. The Faculty, great movie. Robert Rodriguez. 
Yeah. I like, I like that movie. It's Rob Rodriguez making Invasion Body Snatchers my, with my, teenagers. My it's good. My brother made me give that another chance, and I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, I like Rodriguez films generally. It made me think of a book I bought at the book fair when I was a little kid called My Teacher is an Alien. <gasps> I don't know if you ever read those. Yes, books. by Bruce Corville. Yes. He also wrote, uh, he wrote this movie. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Monster Ring or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Fuck, is that the right name? He wrote a movie? No, there's it's this art book that same guy wrote where this, it, as a kid, because I read those in probably like second grade, and they seem real spooky yeah. in second grade. Yeah, I was maybe second. I want to say it's called The Monster's Ring, but it had like a similar painted cover like My Teacher's Alien. You know, like it looked like a cool VHS box. Yeah. It had like the painter that guys pawn off the mask. The right. Way. But, kind of uh, garbage pail kid yeah. too in a way. The monster's ring had like a kid like in a bathroom like freaking out like looking like he was in pain as he becoming a monster. But it's like this kid goes to like a magic store and buys a ring and he thinks it's cool and he's wearing it but makes him slowly like he's like he turns into a monster. Into like I a monster. I read that. What the fuck is that called? I it's called like, I thought it was like the monster's ring or something. But it's by the same guy who wrote my teacher's name. His name's yeah, Bruce. Are you doing that? Yeah, the monster's ring. Yeah, this is the cover right here. Yeah, I see it. It's on thriftbooks.com. Yes, look, he's like a little Satan kid. Oh, yeah, that cover. Yep. Right? Yep. Now we're all going to buy them, aren't we? I want that <laughs> cover, though. You know, I've gone down what, to Rabbit Hole other before. Ones? Yeah, look how not cool that looks. Uh, That's some Harry Potter bullshit. I don't know what that is. They're like, we can't have him become Satan. <laughs> you got oh, it. dude, look at this whack ass. This looks like a fucking uh, rolled doll book. See, that's not cool. Look at that. This looks like a movie I want to rent. Yeah. Dude, the copy says, Russell's shocked when he finds out what can happen after three twists of the monster ring. Dude, $7.99 free shipping on eBay. Just fucking do it if you know you want it. Let's all do it. That could be I'll our. Buy it before you get it, and then if Yo. you can't get it, I'll give you that one. No, let's, let's just do. <laughs> that would be one. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Wolf. I can cover that shit. What if one of our, pa- our pieces of Patreon content is we do a book review of this fucking ki- book that's meant for like seven-year-olds? Yeah, I'm, I'm into, into it. it. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, we now... Which one did you buy? Did you buy the ring one? Yeah, Monster's Ring, bro. Okay. starting with that, but I want to get the other one, too. About my teacher's in Alien. Yeah. So, uh, so, good time to say we finally got our Patreon going. Um, if you guys want to uh, hit it up, go to our website, thefrightzone.com. Um, you might have heard us talking about a little bit in that fun little intro. So this whole whole thing isn't really working for me. But uh, yeah, so we have a Patreon now. Check it out. Um, we'll kind of figure out what we'll be doing for content on the blog for the Patreon as time goes on. Uh, but we can tell you that we do have some cool swag we'll send out for the different tiers. We got sticker packs. Uh, we'll be doing buttons, patches, shirts, yard bag. Um, so, you know. Check it out. Uh, there's even a tier. If you want to spend enough cash, we will do a movie of your choice. It has to be a horror movie. Um, but uh, yeah, so check that out on the website. We do appreciate your support. You're listening through these 16 episodes. Um, it's that book, not that cover. Yeah, we don't want. Th- if you want that cover, you get it. No, we don't want that. Trying bullshit. to find it. You want to see the one I just got? All I can see is this this stupid one and the other one. Yeah, that cover. I've gone down this rabbit hole before, and it's hard to uh, find the cool cover. Wait, I've got horns. And it's called The, the Monster's, Monster's Ring. Ring. 
Right. And then the cover to the other. I have that one. You have the alien. Everyone yeah, has that. Have, book. I used to have that. Book. I, I, yeah, I bought it like the Scholastic Book Fair, but I don't yeah. have it anymore. I, I was never good at keeping books. They're so heavy when you put them all in a box together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got my Halloween Boglins in the mail. Oh, the. Skeleton and the... Bag of Bones? Is one called Bag of Bones or am I just making yeah, it up? Yeah, that's the skeleton one. He glows in the dark, right? I haven't tried it yet, but it's supposed to. God. Are you going to open them or leave them in there? I'm going to leave them in there and then display my open vintage ones. Like, So I'll probably have them next to each other and then have the three open ones I mean, on honestly, top like, hanging over it. I mean, mine's on display, but I can pull them right out of there. Yeah. I don't like, need to, because if I want to show someone what a Boglin is, I have one. Fair. Fair. All that's going to happen is my hand's going to make it gross. Mm. Yeah, Dark Lord series. Bogo Bones. Okay. And Blobkin. Happy Halloween uh, and happy October, uh, Fright Zonian friends. Hey, you got anything going on in Media Crypt, Nate? Uh, there is a collaboration with uh, Death Rattle Market that we've got going on right now it's total recall no quato quato lives t-shirt people seem to be digging it yeah i'll order that um on it okay i think we're on beautiful franklin plaza barbershop here in des moines iowa cutting hair doing things how the hair splinters terrible they're in my feet and my pits and my belly button your pits they're everywhere are you being serious yeah what the fuck Freddie has picture day on Monday, so we still need to set up a time. Yeah, when do you want to do that? Should we discuss that right now? How about... Hmm. Hmm. Tomorrow's Sunday. So anytime tomorrow, we're trying. We're going to go to the pumpkin patch midday. Okay. So I'd say morning or... We'll do early evening. Early evening. Cool. Can clean up my kid's dirty mop. He looks like a dirty boy. <laughs> uh i'll mention this because i mentioned the nate earlier when you're taking a piss and this uh this is a good place to mention it so uh yeah my my seasonal spooky synth music band the night stories um we depending when you listen to this episode uh it's either already online or uh it will be coming online uh we're going to be putting out a vhs tape this month um for a little short horror movie thing we made um you could say it's it's like it's like our thriller kind of thing. Like it's like a music video, but it's also kind of like a short film. Are you Michael Jackson in it? Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah. So um, check that out, and uh, you, you know the night stories from this podcast theme song. That's the night stories. So um, if you want to get that tape, it's on bloodgushingrecords.com. And uh, that's all I have going on in my world. Hell yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, are you guys going to get me out of this hole? So, happy Halloween almost. We have, uh, we're going to try to do one more episode this month, being that it is the reason for the season. So we will see you soon, Fright Zona Tears. <laughs> Stay spooky. 
Oh, and definitely, if you don't have yard bags yet, this is the time, right, Nate? I mean, the They're leaves are fucking coming, coming down. The fuck down. Get them out of there. They're get lame. them out of your gutters. Get them off your lawn and get them into those bags. I don't know if you are walking around, but if you are, they're falling on your head. <laughs> the sky is falling. <laughs> they're crinkling under your feet, and it is time to yard bag it up. And you might want to keep those bags if you're making a horror movie in Vancouver, because you can throw those out and from the fan. Yeah. Maybe Get a fan. Sell Maybe sell them to some director. Who knows? Yep. yep. <laughs> All right. As always, like and subscribe. Uh, hit us up on our website, our Instagram, at Frightzone Podcast, thefrightzone.com. Check out the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, no. Guys, can you please get me out of the hole? Oh, oh, oh my God, yes. Nate, throw down that rope. All right. Uh, here you go, Brian. Yep. All right. You out? Man, this is so much better. Yeah, we've, uh, been, we've been up here the whole episode. Man, it's bright out. It's good yeah. to see you again. <laughs> oh, man. It's better.